Hello Rockers and Mercuryans, welcome to the Rock Mercury Podcast. I'm Rock Mercury and I have a great chat with you guys to a, a great important podcast for you today. Um, this is about why the dangers of ganja, the dangers of ganja um, and why you, you should quit consuming it completely. Um, I'm going to go into it deeply. This has been a requested thing from one of my Rockers and Mercuryans. Um, and so I want to chat about, I want to tell you, tell you guys about it as somebody who is very experienced in ganja myself um, and who has partaken in ganja for many, many years. Um, if you guys don't know what ganja is, go ahead and Google it. I can't really say the word of it on here because of, you know, there's like all kind of code words that get banned. But I don't think ganja is one of them. Um, but before I begin and tell you why ganja is something that you should you know, not be dealing with anymore. I wanted to talk about the solution before I talk about the problem. So today I'm eating a delicious meal. I have a, um, a delicious salad with some hemp seed on it, oregano, um, basil, arugula, tomato, um, cherry tomatoes, um, cucumbers, deliciousness, absolutely wonderful. I have a stir fry of some more oyster mushrooms and some bell peppers, coconut, very good and some amaret that I'm gonna get into. Super excited to eat this. But before that, before even that, I wanna talk about one of the biggest things that are gonna help if you are trying to get rid of ganja and, and to reverse some of the effects or at least help aid some of the effects of you know quitting to smoke, whatever you're smoking, even if it's like yours, even if you're smoking something like um, tobacco or something, you wanna kind of repair your lungs or just kind of re refuel your body, get some iron in your body. I have a very special package here from Bilingo Balance. I wish I could show you the front. I'll just do this. I can show you from that point. Bilingo Balance, right there. It says on the front, it's kind of hard anyway. I'm gonna open it up. This is super special because this doesn't happen that often. This did not happen that often at all. And so I want, like, as far as the actual product that we're doing, it's only a few times a year where they can even, um, where they can even harvest this. So we're getting to see something very special. This is sea moss. Sea moss has a lot of, it's very high iron, iron rich. It um, helps to remove mucus from the, from the body cells. It fills you up with iron and all kinds of, um, ooh, yes, all kind of, all kind of, um, awesome, awesome, like, health benefits in there. So this is a very special one from Honduras. Oh my gosh, now all I have, I got a lot of them. Ooh, you see, I got, I got lots of them in here. Yes, <laughs> I'm so thankful. Shout out to, um, shout out to, um, to Victor Bowman, Dr. Sebi's son. I really appreciate you. So thankful for your um, support and for even providing these products for us. Here is the raw sea moss right here. I'm gonna go ahead and flip the camera because it looks like. You can't really read it, but there we go. We're going to put the camera right there. That's the raw sea moss right there. Yes, you guys. I'm going to open one of them so you can see. This is very special. It's not like the sea moss you get from Amazon or something. I mean, not, not the not the shade of Amazon, but it's really hard to get this type of sea moss. It only harvests a, a few times a year. So it's just, it's a very special type. So I want to just share with you my first experience of it. Um, I guess I'm going to have to rip it like right here because I can't open it on that side. This is good. It's perfectly sealed. Let's get into this. Um, it says here, benefits are 92 of the 102 minerals, um, antibacterial, anti-inflammatory, um, a laxative, ooh, <laughs> um, soothes mucous membrane, helps colds, coughs, bronchitis, tuber um, tuber tuberculosis, gastric ulcers, intestinal problems, and supports joint and skin care. 
So that is a lot of amazingness that I'm excited to um, share with you guys. Oh yes, it smells so good, you guys. It smells like, this smells like the real deal. This is the real deal stuff. So I'm gonna go ahead and take some out of here and show you. Oh wow. Oh my gosh, it's like, I feel like I can't take a little bit out. I like guess the whole thing's coming out. I don't know if I'm gonna pull the whole thing out because I, I know there's supposed to be like a rock. It, this one goes from the rock, but I think they took the rocks off of it so that it doesn't weigh too much. So I'm just gonna show you like that. So I don't have to pull it all the way out like that. This is sea moss. This is the raw Honduran sea moss. If you guys know, um, don't go chasing waterfalls like TLC, I'm Lisa Lopez. She was, was consuming this a lot when she was getting healed at the Ursha village. It was the Usha village. Uh, for the, through Dr. Sebi. So this is Dr. Sebi's son. This is his company. This is the real deal. I'm super excited to try it. I'm going to do a separate video, a completely separate video where I prepare this and um, show you guys how it tastes and everything. But this is just how it looks. One more time to show you guys. This is the stuff you want to have in your body. These are the nutrient-rich kind of foods that you want to be consuming. So, all right. I'm, I'm so excited to try this out. So be tuned for that video. Make sure you stay tuned. Um, even if you're on the podcast, I'll still put it on the podcast as well. And I'll just explain what I'm doing um, audi audibly. So, yeah, thank you, Doc. Thank you, um, Victor Bowman. Love you. Love you, brother. Um, he has been amazing to me. Um, I didn't even ask him for, like, you, you got to get a discount. If you go to my to my um, Twitter, I put the discount code up there. Um, but, but, yeah, you, you can get a discount, but I didn't even ask for any discount because he's blessed me so much. And he's such a great person that um, I'm like, he's blessed me. He's, he's given me thousands and thousands of dollars worth of herbs. And I just am so grateful. So I wanted to support his company. And, I, you know, I send it to all my people and support him in any way I can. Um, but he already gets plenty. So you want to get these before they run out. These aren't something that, um, these are going to sell out. Like I, that's why I got four right away. I should have got more. And honestly, I might order some more to be real. But it's, yeah, this is, ah, thank you so much, um, Victor. I appreciate you. And be tuned for the next video when it comes to um, CMOS. All right, all right. So let's get into my food because I am hungry. This is my, my only meal for my fast um, because I'm cleansing my body of doing ganja and other things. I want to cleanse my blood out. I want to refresh, restart, which is why I'm eating this amaranth here, which is a grain that doesn't have too much mucus within it. Um, it's just an excellent, um, and it doesn't have too much, um, what do you call it? Um, starch, starch, which converts to the mucus in your body. Uh, someone's asking, what's the name of the company again? It is Balingo Balance. Screen, screenshot that, Balingo Balance. Now, I can't really tag them in anything because Instagram and other pages have them, um, have them shadow banned. Because, you know, you can't have anything healthy without them shadow banning you, trying to stop you from being healthy without going pharmaceutical or whatever. So, um, it's it, they are kind of shadow banning ways. Um, but I need, but that's, that's the name of the company. The website's amazing. It's beautiful. They did a great job. Um, let me see. Is there anything on this paper? Let me check. I don't know. I know he knew, he knew it was me on there. Oh, yeah. We're good. I did go with nothing on there. Perfect. All right. So, I am super excited to eat this and talk to you guys about why ganja if you know the, the good swisha you know the green the weedery i should say i don't know what can i say mm, that image is so delicious i want to talk to you guys about the dangers of ganja and why you should quit this is coming from somebody like me who's been consuming ganja for over 10 years and i feel like we're being hoodwinked very similar very, very similar to um, to um, when cigarettes 
were were like first coming out. You know, cigarettes. I mean, like the corporate corporatization of cigarettes. They were hood people were hoodwinked into thinking that cigarettes were healthy for you for some reason. Um, just not true. Not true at all. Something very similar is happening now, but it's even more sinister than cigarettes because at least cigarettes didn't have their own store telling you that, oh, it's, med it's medicinal and oh, this is going to help you with your anxiety. Oh, this is going to help you um, with your skin condition, whatever. All these things. Now, what I'm talking about now, I'm not talking about the the real like the real ganja that's like from the forest or like the Jamaican ganja, like that real situation. Even that, I don't feel like you should put anything in your lungs. Anything other than air, this oxygen, breathing in, breathing out, like anything other than air is a mistake to put in your lungs. Like the lung, the, if you saw the lungs and how thin they are, you wouldn't want anything in them. But we've been conditioned to think that it's so cool. Look at me, I'm smoking. Oh my gosh, this one's not cool. Let me, let me, let me spin this up a little bit so it looks like something I'm smoking. Um, oh, look at me. I'm smoking. I'm so cool. I'm just trying to put this on here. Hold on, you guys. There we go. Oh, wow. I'm so fierce. It's so fashion. Look at me smoking. Oh my God, it's so cool. Like, no, we've been, we've been trained to that. We, we, it's been put into movies. People are over here thinking like, oh, it's like a, it's a fierce fashion moment to be smoking, to be ingesting like any type of chemical in your lungs. It's not. It's not. And it's you're going to pay for it at such a high level in the long run. And I'm so thankful that I quit when I did. But even when I quit, I still feel like I should have quit earlier. You know, I always and I can't regret. I can't like go back in time. I'm thankful that I have this now for you because I know that I took some years off my life for sure, for sure. With about 10 years of smoking, and I just started vaping at the end, and sometimes I'll smoke in that backwoods situation, which is even harsher on the lungs. So that's just one part of it, but let's talk about the chemical part of it. Let's talk about the legalization of the situation. Now, before we talk about legalization, I want to chat about why it was ever made illegal in the first place. So, ganja was smoked way back in the day, with um, way back in history, from different cultures, including the Native Americans. They would um, they would have ganja. They would smoke it. They would use it for all types of things. And I'm and I do believe that there has some use for topical, maybe for your tea or something. It's just one of the many herbs. You see, I'm eating a salad of many herbs. There's so many herbs on here. All these herbs have benefits. Doesn't mean I gotta smoke them. I can eat them like this. I'm eating them. Mmm, so great. I feel amazing. I don't need to smoke it to feel great. It's made to be ingested, right? Now, the reason it was made illegal in the first place, which is part of the branding of why people are so obsessed with ganja right now, especially in California, where it's illegal in California, it's very legal here. There's stores everywhere, there are billboards everywhere. Um, it's a whole industry, billion dollar industry, dare I say trillion dollar industry? I don't know. Um, it's a very expensive industry. People are obsessed with it because it was illegal at one point. So they feel like, oh, they're getting in on it. Wow, it's available here. How cool. They're not seeing the bigger picture of how it got corporatized and why it's legal now, right? Um, Francis says, you always have given great advice and great interesting conversation. Thank you. Um, and Barefoot Barefoot Earth Goddess says, can't, can't tax nature. It's in a pure form. 
and they don't want it um, competing with cigarettes. That's cigarettes are involved within the cannabis industry, very much involved. The big big tobacco is in bed, or the same thing as as big um as big cannabis or whatever you want to call it, you know. And so, I want to talk about how the people how people come on. Um, sorry, I want to talk about how it was originally made illegal. It was made illegal for for very racist reasons. Oh my God, we have six hundred and sixty six likes. Yeah, six six six. Yay. Okay, now we're at 668. Okay, that's cool. I, I caught it right in time. Um, so, we, um, it originally became illegal because they wanted a reason to arrest black and brown people, especially Hispanic people at the time. They wanted, they, it was something that people were doing at the time already and during the Richard Nixon area, era. And they wanted like a reason to kind of market against them. They like they knew that people were already smoking it and it was just a thing it was a thing. So they said, Oh, look how they makes their brains. Look how like this is makes this makes them ingrates and makes them crazy and all this kind of stuff. Like they created a campaign against uh, ganja at the time before it was chemicalized, before it was hybridized like as it is now and now you got indica sativa hybrid, um, gorilla glue, all kind of craziness, you know? Before all of that they just wanted a reason to throw people in jail, which is, if you don't know by now, this is jail is the new legal form of, um, form of slavery. Private jailing system is a new legal form, form of slavery. So they wanted to fill these jails up and racistly put in black and brown people, especially um, Hispanic people at the, at the time, because that's who was smoking it the most at that time. They use other other drugs like um, co crack and cocaine or something. They use other things for, um, they use other things for like those for black people and they're like they like they really they made up they, they did a whole war on drugs but they chose those for that reason because they knew that they can get these people get people locked up in the whole community would say oh yeah what bad people we don't want those kind of drugs in our community drugs are bad drugs are bad and yeah drugs are bad yeah that's fine but do, do people deserve to be in jail because they have a, sus a substance of any type you know it's insane it's insane but um they were trying to fill up these communities so that they could be able to have you know free labor and to this day even when you go to walmart or when you go to you know a lot of these discount stores out here a lot of the, the items you're purchasing are produced by um inmates people who've lost their freedom for very minor offenses some of them big ones but a lot of them are very minor offenses that were like you know drug related offenses and so that's originally why it was illegalized in the first place until they started seeing that you know they could profitize off of it i don't even think it was until i think they always knew they were always planning it and so they started legalizing it in ways and saying that oh if we control it it's a controlled substance and now we can we can control the sale of it because even at that time when people were protecting back then a lot of money was being made and they didn't like that communities were you know gaining any kind of funding outside of the government basically um and so now they're like, they flipped it around, and but they're only allowing people to grow a certain type of ganja, right? Now, back then, it took like nine months to grow this ganja. Like before it was illegalized, it took nine months. It was natural. It was in, it was in the wild. It had seeds in it. Um, people were growing it in their backyards. Once it got, once people started, once it started getting, um, once it started getting, you know, more sketchy, they started growing it inside and putting, to, to like protect themselves from getting caught. And they put lights out, which is not natural to have lights growing anything. And then they started using crazy pesticides and crazy um, types of um, fertilizers in order to grow it at a rate that, you know, is very unnatural. Now it takes 
um, what is it, six weeks. It takes like six weeks now. Insane. Insane. From nine months to six weeks? GMO. It took the seeds, spliced the DNA, and created all these different types of plants. Forcing people, because the plant is weaker when it's six weeks, they force people to spray all kinds of pesticides to prevent any mites or little min like miniature bugs and things on the plants so that they don't prevent them from being able to sell it after, it, after they produce the flowers. Because when you sell the flower to any of these stores, they look at it with a microscope and see if there's any mites in there. And if there's mites, you can't, you literally lose all your sales. So that, that can be like thousands and thousands of dollars that you lose out on because of some little bugs. So you best believe they're spraying the pesticide. Now, if you know anything about ganja, or if you've seen it in person, it's very porous. It's very porous and sponge-like in a way, especially the flower part. So imagine you're spraying it consistently every week. You're spraying, spraying, spraying. That is absorbing into the plant. And what do you think you're smoking? What do you think you're smoking at that point? All the, the whole lifespan of the plant, six weeks of spraying pesticides and fertilizer from miracle Grow, basically. You know, it's insanity. It's insanity, like it's, they, and that's the only thing, that, that's the only thing that's allowed to be sold at these stores, because it has to meet, because if you grow it naturally, naturally it's gonna have a little bugs in there. It's, it's a natural, it's a natural plant. Like these, like, I don't even know if this is, I mean, this is organic, but I'm sure there's like bugs around this too. They didn't eat the bugs up, but they probably threw away the parts that had more infestation of bugs. Like they didn't, like these are supposed to be pesticide free, but when you grow things naturally, the plant animals are gonna be out there. It's just how it is. We've always known that, but they forced their hand in order to sell and make all this money, they have to spray it, right? Some people try to make a spray with organic things, but even that, you know, you're not, you're not supposed to be smoking those things. Um, even if it is an organic spray for it, like you'd, you you didn't you didn't plan on smoking those types of chemicals that you all you wanted was the ganja or whatever that's what you think you're smoking, but that builds up over time and it adds to part of the crystallization of the plant as well as the intense fertilizer and the process of hydro um hydro planting or hydro um some kind of hydro growth I forget the name of the full name of it but it's hydro something I think it's called hydro planting growth I might I might be wrong on that well uses even more chemicals for that hydroponic 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 uses um things like ammonia very harsh chemicals to do that process right by the time that's getting in your lungs your lungs are being devastated. Now, before you may get a, a little cough, you get some ashes in your lungs. Like it, it was bad before, but it wasn't like as bad as it is now. Because now, the same way with tobacco, when tobacco first started, they were growing it, they were just rolling up raw tobacco, sniffing it up and going puff puff, like they were living their life, right? When it, when the cigarettes company came in and they were like, oh, let's add all these things to add you more flavor. Let's put some menthol in there. Let's put a little bit of like this kind of filler for freshness to make sure that the, that, the, that it doesn't go bad when it's in the package and let's do this kind of paper on it so it's a cuter paper instead of like a raw paper and let's bleach it and do all these kind of things, right? They started adding stuff to it. Nothing's different about the cannabis plant. Nothing different. We think it's different because we're buying the flower. So we're like, oh, it's a special, it's different. There are additives within the spray that they're using to, like the biggest thing is the pesticides. The big, and it's so hard. Go ask, if let's say you live in LA, go ask your local 
your local um, green shop, um, which one of the plants don't have pesticides? They're gonna say, oh, well, well, we serve organic plants here. And um, yeah, so I don't think they have them. I don't think, they're not gonna be able to tell you, no, we don't use pesticides. Nobody's gonna be able to tell you that. None of them are, you know? And if your person does is able to tell you that, they're probably a backwood seller and you don't know what they're doing. They're probably like doing it and the, the, um, they're not able to sell that to the stores. You don't, you don't put any pesticides, they're gonna find some stuff in there. They're gonna find it. So it's very, it's very like tricky the way they did this. They started pushing campaigns. And I, by the way, there's still people in jail right now for like small amounts of, of ganja. Very, like very small amounts. There's, there's people in prison, um, especially the bl black and brown people, which is really messed up, um, in prison to this day. But yet they're still, they're making billions of dollars off the industry now. And they have billboards out everywhere. And there's initiatives to change it. And now celebrities are getting involved and talking about, oh, like, you know, like, ganja's great. And I just got into ganja. And like, how cool am I now? Wow. I just smoked a little ganja today. Like, oh, wow. Like, look at me. You know, Elon Musk out there smoking on the, on the Joe Rogan show. Um, as if he had to smoke before. That was such a lie. Like, yeah, come on. Come on, Elon. Anyways, I like, I like Elon. So I'm not going to go in on him right now. But... It was funny how he pretended as if he'd never smoked before. Let me let me just his headquarters is right. I can walk to his headquarters right now from my house. It's like right down the street. Well, the one that he used to have, um, SpaceX, but it's still there. But it's just like he's at the one in Texas now. But I'm like, come on, are you serious? Um, but he did say something. He did say something very true. He said that that um cannabis makes them unproductive. The branding of it is that it's a very distractatory um, substance, you know. Mm. Nika says um, cigarettes is bad. Yeah, they are. Cigarettes are very bad, and they're telling us that everywhere. With cannabis, for some reason, right now they're not really telling us that. There's not that many public videos about the dangers of it. Now with more promotion, and now they're making it seem as if certain states that haven't legalized it yet are behind in times. They're behind in times and we think, oh, they care about us. They want us to have ganja too. They want us to have ganja too, oh my goodness. Um, but no, they want that profit share. They want that market share. They want to make it legalize in different regions so that they can get some more money. Like it's, it's making lots of money in Colorado for the people in Colorado, that they're getting tons of money off of this. Um, Barefoot Earth Goddess says, um, they're always on stage, lol. Yes, they are. They are always on stage, like for, as far as celebrities, they just say what they, they just say what they gotta say. The crazy part is that like, I've been at so many celebrities parties, like I know so many of these people behind the scenes and to watch them be so fake in front of the scenes is like, so like disturbing. It's disturbing. Cause it's like, it's like the level of it is so intense. I'm like, can't, isn't anybody gonna come out and talk about this? But I, then I realized that there's only a few of us at these parties and the second you speak about any of it, you get canceled or you don't get invited to the same parties anymore. There's lots of things I don't get invited to anymore. I, get, I still get invited to a lot of things. I just choose not to go. But a lot of things I don't get invited to because they're like, they know I'm going to tell the truth on certain, on certain things. But like, honestly, they know that I'm, I keep my mouth shut on a lot of important things. That's for sure. Um, things that would get me in a lot of trouble. So, um, or like that would, that would really affect the people that I'm, and that's a whole different story. But anyway, so like I, they know, they know I'm trustworthy with a lot of things, but there's just, 
there's a whole other part of this industry. Like it is a stage. It's a complete stage. So you see these celebrities coming out there getting big endorsements from from big cannabis companies who are a lot of them are paying in like cryptocurrency payments to cover their to cover their backs. A lot of them are paying that way. Um, because it's hard to use the money once you once you make the money, you have to do it cash, or there's there's very few payment processors that even allow it right now because still federally it's not legalized all the way. So it's just a very tricky situation, but they try to make it seem as if it's healthy. Um, let's see, Kimmy, Kimmy, hey Kimmy, she said it's still it's still illegal in Hawaii when so many people smoke, and I hope it stays illegal in Hawaii. I hope it's I hope it becomes illegal everywhere. Because what they're doing now is not what they can't do. What the Native Americans were doing, this is not what they, they are like. They are serving a toxin, a poison, poisonous toxin, as if it is something healthy that's good for your depression. They are marketing it as something that it is not. They're saying that it's not addictive. It took me years to get off of smoking, and I knew for a long time that I shouldn't be smoking, and I kept trying and trying. I was so addicted, like so many people are, but they lie to you and say, you, you can't be addicted to that. Oh, it's just cannabis. Oh, oh gosh. Oh gosh. Like you're, that's silly. Like cannabis is not a big deal. It's, and it's insane. It's an insane culture. Mm-mm. Um. Hold on. I saw a very good comment here. Barefoot Earth Goddess says, like Kim with Beyond Burger, crazy. And you know, this is gonna come off hypocritical because I did, like for a, a moment in time, um, Impossible Burger was a sponsor of mine. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna sound a little bit hypocritical, but I wanna put that out there first, but, there, but it was a moment in time, now it's not any longer. We don't, I don't associate with them in the same way at all, or at all. Um, but Kim, they said, like Kim with Beyond Burger. Crazy. Like, so Kim did a campaign for Beyond Burger. She doesn't even eat that like that. Um, it's so toxic, Beyond Burger and incredible and Impossible Burger, too. What they've done to these processed meats is, in my opinion, even worse than meat itself. And I can't, and I can't stand meat. And I'm very against meat. But the level of processing that they put those that food through, health-wise, people should just skip it and go straight to vegetables only. Like it doesn't make any sense to in ingest something that has that much chemicals in it to, to form it. Just so it can taste like meat, that's all they're doing it for. Like, look at the process, go look it up. I don't want to get too far off track because I'm talking about cannabis right now, but I do want you guys to look that up if, you, if you're interested to see the actual process of creating those types of fake meats. And some of the process won't be available out there. They're not going to show you into the vats of what, like there's like big, huge, um, stainless steel vats that have this material in there that they're processing into the Beyond Burgers and Beyond Sausage and all these things. Um, it's toxic. And I've eaten it. And I felt sick after. And, and you get all kind of digest digestive issues. And it messes your immune system up. Like, it's not a good thing. I do, I do not believe in it. Um, but yeah, so like, it's, but it's like that. Like, people will endorse anything. Like, you think Kim is eating that and trying to stay youthful? She knows better. She knows better, but they. she's just sharing that. She's just showing us that right now because she's getting paid so much money to do it. If she wasn't getting a check from Beyond Burger, we would never have seen her with it in her kitchen or in anything. Before this campaign came out, 
years ago, she showed her fridge and it had Beyond Meat in it, right? I knew right then that it was, it was a sponsor of hers. I knew they were. I knew that been, been, been um that she been paid for it because companies know that if you slowly put it in, you have to sneak it into to people's consciousness. The celebrities just casually showing you their fridge. Oh look, I have this, this, that. They may not even talk about the Beyond Meat in there, but it's, it's in there and you see it because we're we're nosy, we're pausing, we're looking, and they know that. So from that day, during her house tour. I think it was like Vogue. I think it was the Vogue house tour or like Ar Architectural Digest. One of those. I forget. During that, you can see those products in there. That's when the that's when the endorsement first started. Then they did the full commercial. Also, I know some behind the scenes situation, so I may I may know a little more. But even if I didn't know her, I didn't work with her, I would still recognize that that's how they do it. That's how I mean. I work with, I work with huge brands, and that's how we do it. We'll call it. We'll call a celebrity or an, um, an influencer and be like, "Hey, so you're gonna talk about the product, but it's gonna pay you. Just put it in a video, but don't talk about it. And like, we'll purposely tell them, do not like mention it. Just have it hanging around. Like, we want a soft introduction to it, so people think that whenever you do do a commercial, or if you if you ever do, we we want people to see that it was already in part of your life. That this isn't as much of a corny." Um, pop up a, a corny. What do you call it? Placement, like a commercial placement. You know, they, it wants to seem more authentic. We want it. We want it to be as authentic as possible, so people feel like, oh, this person I trust is just naturally having this. So maybe I should eat that too, and it's naturally having this around. Oh wow! Similar to if you guys know um, the the YouTuber and um, and celebrity Jeffrey Star, who would always be having Red Bulls around. They had a whole fridge of Red Bulls. He'll say that he didn't. He doesn't get any endorsement from them. I don't believe that at all. Um, he'll just have them around and kind of say like, "Oh, I just love my Red Bull. I love you know, just something kind of natural." And people, people literally started drinking Red Bull because of him. I even started having a few of them. Then I saw them like, "Oh, I have a Red Bull," and I thought of thought of Jeffrey Star when I drank it. So much sugar in that. So many toxins. Like it's not, it's not healthy in any way. But because this celebrity that we follow is casually having it in their life, we think it's part of their lifestyle. So to tie this all back into the cannabis world, when people are like, it's so heavy now, now it's like considered as a cool thing. Like, oh, how cool, like Snoop Dogg has his own cannabis brand. And you know, it's, just, it's the cool thing to do. Like you're a square, you're a square if you don't write it up, you know. Even Nicki Minaj, Started smoking. It's insane. It's all crazy. Um, I love Nicki Minaj, but I, I don't think she was actually endorsed by it. I think she literally wasn't smoking for so long, but I think that I think the branding got to her too. And she thought it was helping with her anxiety. But I want to talk about that in a second. I want to talk about why people think it's helping them with their anxiety and what it really is doing. We're going to talk about that in a second. Um, Let's see, barefoot, barefoot foot. Um, Earth God. It says, "Yep, they took our sacred organic tobacco and screwed it, and mixed it with deadly ingredients. That's what they did, and then they marketed it with different flavors. The same way they're marketing these other these all these um the Girl Scout cookies, Girl Scout, Girl Scout cookies strain and the um 
blue Skittles. They're all, you know, all kind of random flavors they make up for hybrids. Francis says, I hate that it legalized because it is definitely hurting a lot of our kids. I work in these in the schools. Um, so Francis, you're completely right. It's definitely hurting them. It's hurting their ability to um, to withhold information. It's hurting their ability to overcome their anxiety. They think it's helping their anxiety, but it's like increasing their anxiety at such a high rate. And I'm going to explain why in a second. I want to read these comments first before they get, they get too much. Barefoot Goddess says, it sure is. It really is. Nika says, I love meat. Um, well, you know, be careful because it's, like, there's a lot of toxins in meat. But we did that on, we'll do a different episode on, on alkaline and vegan and stuff. Um, what are you eating? I'm eating a delicious salad and a, a vegan meal that I made that I described at the beginning of the video. So make sure you go to my podcast. When this is over, you can watch, you can see what I'm eating because I, I described it after. Um, or at the beginning. Barefoot Earth Goddess says, I've... I've never had them before. Never will. Good. Very good. Um, oh, 1.1 thousand likes. Thank you, Barefoot Goddess, for, for um, showing me that. That's amazing. We got our likes up in here. Um, so why do people think that this ganja is creating better mental health or less anxiety? You know, to, to understand this and to really get to the core of why people think this, we have to go back to what THC is meant for within the plant. So this is gonna make a lot of things make sense right here. So don't forget, like I said at the beginning of this, that before it was legalized, it had seeds in it. It was grown in the sunlight. It was just a plant that one of the, it was one of the many herbs in the earth. It was just one of the one of the herbs. Um, yeah, it had THC, but it never had as much THC as it does now. And we're gonna talk about why. So first of all, THC is to is it is it is the plants is the cannabis plants natural. Um, herbicide basically it's a natural um pesticide i should say it, it protects it from other like predators and things that try to eat all the plant like it makes them it, it um what do you call it d it destroys their ability to like function for a while it kind of paralyzes them and you know can can kill them you know because especially small bugs it's very it's a pesticide it's a natural pesticide now in the plants like in the in the original plants, they have the seeds growing in the flower, and the pesticide is meant to protect the seeds from being eaten by these pests. Because then, if it gets eaten, the plant can't reproduce. That makes total sense, right? What happens? I mean, by the way, one other thing: all the plants that we that people are smoking, all the flowers come from female plants, either female or hybrid plants, which are like in between. You know, some of them like they're um, some of them can have. Some of them are like a mixture between, like they're not always like, well, they're still female though. I'm trying to think of how else to explain that part. Cause there are some times in rare cases where it can have both like the pollination and it can have the flowers. Um, that's because of temp being tampered with. So once you have, like in the wild, the male plants are very, are much taller. They grow a lot, they grow faster and they die faster. The female plants, they don't grow as fast, but they get more robust and they grow big flowers and they grow big seeds within them. Like, like seeds are like that big, like not too big, but like they're, they're pretty hardy seeds, right? I mean, in fact, I have some hemp seeds right here on my, on my salad, which is like related, but not the exact same as the ganja we're talking about or cannabis we're talking about. These are hemp seeds. Um, and so when this plant has that THC, the, the certain amount of THC level to protect the seed, what happens when you take the female plant away from the male plant completely? What happens when you do that? 
the plant, the female plant overcompensates and creates a mutation basically of a, a full flower of just THC. Just THC, that's all it is. Like it's just a whole, it just overpopulates it because it's like, wait, where is, I'm not, it doesn't have any, um, it doesn't have any, um, any seed to protect. So just the whole, the whole solidness, like all the energy that it would have taken to produce a seed because it's unfertilized, it just becomes, and it goes, it goes into full protection mode. And it's kind of in shock at that point because it's like, wait, where is my fertilization? It's not used to being, um, it's not used to ever maturing. Like, there would be no reason in the wild that any of the female plants would not be, would not be pollinized. One male plant can pollinate all like a field and acres and acres of female plants. Not that that would ever happen because they would all grow naturally out in the wild. Male plant, female plant, male plant, female, right? What they did when they legalized it, they chemically altered the DNA, first of all, with the seeds. Then they immediately separate the male plant before it could even have the pollen to, to pollinate anything because they only use clones. Clones means you, you cut this, you cut the stem and cut like a, one of the stems of the plant and you you promote growth of roots from one of the branches. So not the stem, so not the stem. You wouldn't, you wouldn't cut the stem. You cut, you know how the branches come out? You have the root, you have the, this is the, the stalk here. You have the big stalk and then like out of it comes branch, a branch, a branch. And there's like plant, like leaves and there's like, you know, the bud and everything on there. They cut one of them off. You put a, a solution in it and put some water and it grows actual, um, it grows actual, like roots and everything. And that's how they, that's how they reproduce the plants now. They don't do it from seed anymore. Um, cause they, they're, ne they're never sure like if there's a male or female. So when you do that, you're always going to get female plants. You never, you don't even have to protect it from male plants. But if you grow from seed, some of it can be male, some of it can be female. You have to really watch cause one male can ruin it for everyone and for all your money. Cause nobody wants to buy seeded cannabis. Somebody said, I'm slightly scared. says a, a, hermaph a hermaphrodite, um, plant. Yeah. That's, I mean, I think that's probably, I think that's what it's called. That's what my dad calls it, um, when it's like has both. I don't know if that's like a technical term for plants. I know it's for, I know for humans it is, but I'm not sure if it's the technical term for plants. Um, so when that's happening, when this unnatural occurrence is happening, it's already genetically modified from that from that moment, from that moment of separating it and having it go into panic at that level, um, to the point where it's a full THC crystallized flower that has no purpose because it can't reproduce. You know, it's just, it's already toxin. So now you're, yeah, now you're smoking a complete pesticide. Besides the pesticide that they're already spraying on it to protect the leaves and protect the flower from getting any of these little tiny mites on it, the actual THC itself is pesticides. And they didn't have that before. Before, when they were smoking, like in the Native American days and stuff, like they would just take the seeds out and put the rest of the pipe. Like they would just grind it up, like whatever they grind it with, like or use their fingers or whatever. And... Um, that's how they did it back then. Um, oh, N Nika says your music is hard, but that song, that song, that four year song hit different. Oh my gosh. I can't. That song was such a petty song for me. I love, I love to do like, I, I, I wrote that song as I was walking from like, I walked like 10 miles one day because my phone ran out and I couldn't order an Uber and I was, my car was in the shop and I went, I took an Uber to DMV 
And I was like, oh, I'm just going to walk a little bit. But then my car battery ran out. I'm like, dang it, how do I get my... It was just crazy. I, I was walking far, and then all of a sudden, on the end of my walk, that song came to my head. And I was just like, oh, my goodness. Like, I need to write this song. I need to have this as my leading song. And so I made that song. That's a whole... Sorry, it's hard to go off track. But yeah, I love that song. Foyer. No hallways. Your man barely fits through the foyer. The foyer. Also, I'm a real estate agent. And so it made sense to do that kind of song. <laughs> so I want to use the real estate terms that I always use in, in for work. So I was like, I want to put it in the song. Um, but I love, that's one of my favorite songs. It's so ratchet. So ratchet. If you, if you like those songs, though, the new album is going to be like a different level of excellence. Like this, that old stuff was like, it's good, but the new stuff's about to be another level. Like it's, I'm working on a really hardcore album right now. It's 10, it's 10 songs. I know I said, told you guys it's nine songs, but now it's 10 songs because I wrote another one that, well, I didn't write another one. I already had it, but I need to put it on this album so I don't forget to put it on a new one. But it's going to have two sides to it. So I put the first side out and, and hopefully in the next couple of months, because um, I'm working on it right now. And then I put the second album, second side out later on in the year. So we'll get to that. But um, <laughs> oh my gosh, I was so talking about cannabis. That whole album, I was I was high AF. And so this is going to be my first album I ever made without being on ganja because I quit. Um, it's been like over a month and a half or two months for me for quitting. Um, I feel amazing. I feel the best I ever felt. So the reason people feel... When they smoke, they zone out. They just zone and they're just like, wait, where am I? They feel like they're in space or something. They get anxiety up the roof. The, the animals itself, the animals, like the, the little bugs and stuff that eat that THC, they do the same thing. They do this, they, they are like going shocked. They can't, like, they are distracted from the plant. Like, they don't know what to do. And a lot of them, they, it's enough for them to pass away. These plants, you know, that these animals. That's how strong THC is. So if the whole thing is THC and we're just smoking it up, we're like actually harming our brain, our brain, neuro, our neurological system. Like they say, like, oh, people who are not 21 years of age yet, they shouldn't smoke because their neurological system isn't, you know, completely formed yet. I'm like, well, why would anybody smoke then? If you're telling me that their neurological system can be affected to the point where they can have permanent damage because they're not 21 yet or 25 or whatever the age they said, um, then why, are, why is any of us doing this? Why is this considered safe? And technically, it's not considered safe. When, they, when, you, when you buy some ganja or something from one of these stores, they put the same label that's on the cigarettes on there, a very similar label. It may, it may, the wording may be a bit different, but it's the same thing about carcinogenicness and the different things, the different chemicals that can be found within this plant, you know, and pretty much taking themselves off of liability and saying, this is on, you're, you're doing this at your own will. This is not federally regulated or legal. Um, they it's only a state by state situation. So, like they they put they're putting all that on there, so they can't even get sued when we do. Like later on, in a few years, when people are saying, "Oh, I got lung cancer from cannabis. I got this. I got that," they can't even be sued because it says it on every single package. It says it everywhere. I wish I had one here. I can't. I I do have one. I do have a pack. It's, I mean, it's empty, but I have a pack in my in the other room. But I can't bring it out because then it's gonna be like technically me showing it on here. So I don't. I don't want to risk getting banned. But go look. Just look online. Just Google an image of the packaging. It says it on there. But they. But the packaging is so pretty that we just we just disregard it. The same way they disregarded cigarettes when they first started coming out. They started putting the labels on there. Nobody even looked at it or cared until they started making those dare commercials talking about like. 
I have a smoke and now I have a tube in my neck and I only can eat out of this tube and oh my whole my whole chin and jaw is gone now because I smoked I chewed tobacco and now they took my whole jaw out like that's hardcore situations like that's like that's the only time when people started even feeling like they have to do something different by that point people were so addicted that it didn't even stop them those commercials didn't stop I mean it stopped some people but hardly any people they're still smoking the industry is still a giant industry but legally, because the, the big tobacco companies funded those commercials, the same commercials that said, don't smoke this product. Imagine a company, imagine like a water company saying, um, don't drink our water. Like our water is bad for you. Our water has these heavy chemicals in it, heavy metals. So don't drink our water. So just to protect themselves from getting sued. They invested in those. Like, imagine if a, if a water company did that, we would be like, wait, what? What are you talking about? That, that's scary. Um, these, the tobacco company wanted to be able to say in court, whenever they got sued or tried to get attempted to be sued, that they said they invested heavily millions and millions of dollars, which is nothing to them, millions of dollars in commercials to promote the fact that these are harmful things and that they don't want you to smoke it. But yet they continue to sell it to you and continue to advertise wherever they could until they were, until they were blocked from advertising on TV, TV stations and, um, in certain media outlets, they couldn't. They can't advertise on. They can't advertise on certain media outlets, but magazines, um, some digital assets, they um, they do whatever they can to promote it. They put it in movies. They can be my cigarette. They can be my disc. Like you know, they put it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Miss Lady says, "While you speak facts." I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to really make it clear to people that I'm not like a hater. I'm not trying to coming out like, oh, you're bad. Weed is bad. You're a bad boy for doing it. No, I'm going to let you know that you are being marketed to maliciously. This is a malicious marketing campaign that benefits from your demise, and it's not fair. It's not fair that no one's telling you this, and that they they have the audacity to make this little green, glowing um, symbol. This little green glowing cross as if it's healthy. The green cross, that, that looks healthy when you see a green cross on something. It looks like that's something that's pharmaceutical and the doctor would prescribe it. And doctors, some doctors do prescribe this. And they say, have you tried cannabis therapy? Have you, like, oh, you're depressed? Would that help you? You know, the reason why you see these different cases of people like, oh, this person has Parkinson's and they're shaking, they're shaking, they're shaking. Oh my God, they're shaking so much. And then they smoke something. Oh, the shaking's going away. The shaking's going away. Oh my God, the shaking's going away. We should be scared of that. We're like, oh, it's a miracle. It's so amazing. They're not shaking anymore. We should be afraid that that this smoking something like that could affect the brain so much that it shuts it down to a level where you're not shaking anymore. Like the it's a neurological system. When you're doing that, when you when you have Parkinson's, that's a neurological ailment. It's a situation that's like. It's brain related. It's the whole system related. So if you're if the if it's shutting down your system at that level, to where it can stop something that is involuntary shaking or involuntary, you know, that's scary. That's scary. There's other ways to solve, you know, a ailment like that. I mean, there's like you can change your you can change diets and eat different um, different types of herbs that can help to suppress or like help to. Um, clear the passageways in your neurological system and repair your neurological system in a way that you won't have that same ailment. There's, there's things out there, especially in the Usha village and Dr. Sebi's alkaline eating and things like that. You know, like 
I was feeling super anxiety until I, I mean, I started eating. This, this changing the way I eat has changed my life. Like, eating the things I eat now, it has been the most wonderful thing for me. Like, my, my mental health is better than ever. I thought cannabis was helping me. The second I stopped smoking, my anxiety started going away. Like, it's just bizarre, but the addiction makes you think you need it. The addiction took me, is what took me years to quit. The embarrassment of it. Because you feel like, oh, I'm so weak that I'm even addicted to weed to cannabis. Nobody else is. They're all saying it's cool. Snoop, Snoop Dogg said it's great. You know? I think Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg smoking so much is the reason why he's so skinny as well. No offense to that. But I think it's part of that. It really affects your ability. Your body's in constant attack. Your body's never like in a space of peace. I love Snoop Dogg. I consider him like an uncle. But um, I've been around him a lot of times as I was, as I was younger too. Um, shout out to Snoop. I know he's on his health journey now and I hope that he starts quitting too because he's very important to the culture. He's very important. And if he quit one day, then that would change the whole game. Snoop Dogg is probably the most famous cannabis user in the world. Um, I love you, Snoop. I'm not trying to diss you because I know, I know he, he, may, he may see this video and then cuss me out. Whatever. Um, let's see. Francis says, though um, kids are burning brain cells, all they do is sleep in class. Come on. Come on. And then let's talk about this. When you burn... When you burn cannabis, it turns into an oil. Even if you vape it, even if you vape it in a dry in a dry herb vaporizer or a liquid herb vaporizer, it turns into an oil. You can see the residue on any of the tools you use, whether it's a bong, a, a pipe, or any whatever you're using. To, you can see the residue that is going into your lungs. Your lungs don't have a system internally to get rid of that. Your lungs don't have a waste like you have to cough it back up. Like the lungs are so delicate, they don't want to be coated in that. In that oil, that that grease, like it, it's making it's making it harder for your body to absorb oxygen, and your cells need oxygen. You know, and I'm not gonna say I know some people say yeah, quit smoking and go go ahead and use edibles instead. No, because think about it now. You, now if you're using edibles, now you are cooking the chemicals. You're cooking the the um the pesticides. Those don't go away. Just because you cook it down, just because you isolate it. Somehow you isolate it. Well, guess what? The oil that you make out of your isolated cannabis still has all those pesticides. It still has the original sin of separating the male from the female plants and creating this overly Frankenstein version of, of, a, um, of a ganja plant that has so much THC that it would never have in the nature. It would never happen. Like it's, These plants are not healthy and they're growing in, in six weeks instead of nine months. Like it's naturally supposed to. Not on my watch. <laughs> um, um. Francis Malone says they smoke and play video games. They do. I love video games, personally. I don't play often anymore. One of my favorite games um, was Grand Theft Auto. And I th when I was younger, I didn't understand how how um, damaging seeing that amount of that amount of violence could be on a video game, and I'll do another episode on the violence of video games. 
in the future because I do want to talk about that. I think it's something that we really got to discuss. Um, it's affecting our world in a heavy way. People are just ignoring it. Um, but I want to, I want to, I'll do a whole other episode about that. But yeah, they are smoking and playing video games and they're, you know, just zoning out. They're smoking to escape. They're smoking to escape and they're saying, oh, well, it's legal. And they're using that as an excuse to be addicted. And I'm saying that because I use it as an excuse to be addicted too. So it is not an attack on anybody. This is, I'm being real. They're using it as an excuse to be addicted because it's legalized and because you get it at a pharmaceutical thing and they put it in a little pharmaceutical bottle for you or a cute branded bottle. You know, this is somebody, I've made so many videos about cannabis. In fact, even to this day, I still have a, um, I still have a code on my website. That I'm going to remove it. I need to remove that. I got to get on there and remove that. I have it on my list to do. I got to really do it, especially with this video. I got to really take that off my website. Um, but... I was, I've supported this hardcore. I smoked so much. I spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on the, on this green corrupted flower. Especially because it's called a flower. It's chemicalized, you guys. Like, they are trying to, not trying, they are effectively destroying the mental capacity of our youth and of our, of our older people too. Anyone, like anyone, they're just... They're selling us a lie, and they don't care because it's fast money to them. All the clogs in the system of, all the cogs, I should say, the cogs in the system of the cannabis industry, they don't care. They're making so much money. Why would they care? Why? If your choice to smoke, it's their choice to get that money, in their opinion. Why should they feel bad? It's just ganja. It's just cannabis. It's just that. Just, just a little weed. Just a little. Just, 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 just. Now, I don't support. I mean, let me. I gotta say this very. I don't. Oh God, how do I say this? I don't want to even say what I'm gonna say. What I was gonna say about it, but I'm just gonna say the situation with Brittany Griner and who she's who's in prison right now in Russia dealing with a CBD cartridge. The reason that law is so crazy out there. The law, with no, they don't want anything cannabis related because they know the danger of it in Russia. And you can say what you want about Russia, but they know the situation. They know. Should Britney be in jail like that? Or should, should she be, in, like, you know, being treated this way? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Free Britney Griner for sure. Free her for sure. Like, this is insane what she's going through. But the law is in place because they know the damage that it can cause their society. And they want their people to be at top tip-top mental state in order to be, you know, to protect themselves. That they got like this, they're, they're in a constant state of war. You know? So this is, this is a deep cycle, you guys. This is, like, cannabis alone, the mass ad ad um, adaptation, adaptation or whatever, the mass adaptation of, um, of cannabis in our country could be the reason why we lose our country. We could all be too high to literally to defend our country. Imagine an army of everybody high. They could be sitting around. I mean, not that I believe. I don't believe in war at all. I can't stand war. I can't stand violence. I'm not promoting violence. But if we have to protect ourselves against an an outside enemy, can you imagine a whole high army? Miss so much friendly fire would happen. So much kumbaya while we're getting shot up from the other other enemy party. 
it's just, it would be a mess. It would be a disaster. Um, it would be a Rick and Morty episode, but not with a good ending. Well, I guess there's never a good ending on Rick and Morty. I love Rick and Morty, but they, they never have like a, there's never like a positive ending to any of this. Always chaos. That's what it would be. So, let's see. Francis, um, Great Poke says, yes, for real. Barefoot Earth Goddess says, hits the nervous system too fast. Ooh, it sure does. Immediately upon, upon the first inhale. People have, some people have a lot of internal dialogue happening in their mind. They have a lot of like internal regret, internal anxiety from the foods they eat, from the life they're living, from the truths they haven't expressed or shared or told or whatever. Um, and when they smoke, the part of their brain that shuts down makes them think that they get a moment of silence. That everything calms down for a while and they can finally like just be in a present moment you can do that without that but because they have that going on so much they think that it comes from that they think it comes from these plants from this particular like you know gmo plant so i just i, I want people to really especially the youth because the youth is very smart but they're they're you know they're getting damaged by this and so their potential is being greatly greatly um, stifled by this plant so it's really bad you guys it's, it's like a really bad epi epidemic right now um, and guess who's profiting the same people who always profit go look at the big tobacco companies and follow the money and see why the same companies who own the tobacco companies are owning these ganja companies too why are they investing in them look the y'all better y'all better really look follow the money um, barefoot goddess, earth goddess says, right, ooh, <laughs> that's my tea, my tea's almost done, I have some chamomile tea going, I'm just gonna turn the fire off, and, um, I'll take you guys with me, I don't wanna lose, I wanna read these comments, um, right, I had bad depression, and when I went whole food, vegan, five years ago, it left, exactly, my depression was, like, so chronic, I mean, I really, didn't think I was gonna survive it a lot of times. Like there's so many, so many times where I was just like, oh my God, like this is not worth it. Um, I've just, there's been so many times. It has been tragic. In fact, the last time I was on here, it spoke about, you know, some, some of my, um, my mental health struggles. Somebody apparently reported me to TikTok because they, they sent me something saying that somebody's concerned about you. If you need help, here's a hotline to call. I'm like, are you serious? I was talking about, I was trying to help people who have mental health issues. The whole episode was about mental health, and I just shared it. And I guess somebody reported me, or or maybe maybe the algorithm did. Oh, I forgot to turn the actual beeper thing off. I had to turn the fire off. Wait, is this a is this a cat? There's a cat up here. Hold on, y'all. There's a whole back a black cat in my front yard. He's just like hanging out. What is this cat doing? Hold on, you guys. If I can get out before he runs away. So curious. Oh my god, it's such a pretty black cat. Y'all wanna see this cat? Hey kitty. Kitty. Okay. Okay. I don't know whose cat that is. 
that's a bad omen. That's not a good omen. Oh, did the cat come to my front door? Oh, I thought it did. Okay. All right. Hold on. Okay, turn that off. I'm gonna let that tea sit there and steep till I'm ready for it. Um, y'all, y'all. Let's read some comments before I continue on what I'm saying. Um, right, um, Kiana, Kiana Jade says, I streamed your music. Thank you so much for, stream, for streaming my music. It's all available on rockmercury.com. I'm on all platforms. Every single streaming platform, I'm on it. So check it out. And I'm very thankful for anyone who is listening. And just know my, my new music is going to be a lot different. But um, I appreciate you guys for... For supporting me, I was very depressed. This to be just a this a less a, a note on it. When you hear the music, just know that I was like going through like the darkest time darkest time of my life doing that music. I was so so depressed. I was high in every song I made. I was so so high. I smoked right before I recorded every song. <laughs> so it's very distorted, um, and I was it was just a very dark time for me. And I was going through a divorce that almost took my life. It almost took me out of here, honestly. So I'm just. It's a distorted kind of music, but it helped me get through it. Like music is what got me through everything, like creating and um, so it could be some people are some people find it comforting, some people find the music funny, some people see like they they listen to it, they're like, This is terrible music. <laughs> they're like, it's so bad. I'm like, whatever, I don't care. It's a lot of, I have millions of, I have millions of streams on it. So I'm very thankful for the people who support it. Um, and hopefully it's people who are in similar darker spaces um can at least feel some comfort in that moment because sometimes when you're in a certain space you just got to hear something that resonates with what you are going through so i'm not going to ever delete those songs i'm going to continue making them i have like a lot of songs out there so i'm going to continue making more of them um from this new space i'm excited to hear what comes out now that i am happily sober i should say i guess i mean it's weird to say that because i never wanted to think that i was ever addicted on, on anything but it's like I, I do i live a sober life i don't drink at all I'm also, I have a hard time with this, uh, with wine. I don't drink wine, but I have an endorsement with Wine Libraries, which is Gary Vee's company. And I'm very proud to be associated with Gary Vee in any way. And I'm very honored that he even gave me this endorsement. But I don't drink wine. So I've, I've been going back and forth, like, should I take that endorsement off too? Like, what do I do? Like, I just, I don't know. I feel like wine isn't as bad as other things, because wine is like an ancient kind of thing, and, and he has high quality wines on his page and it's his dad's company and it's how he started his billion dollar empire now he does branding and marketing if you know gary v he's like my idol like i love idol as in like just he's been the most motivating force in my life you know from i love gary v so i'll go back and forth on that endorsement my, my cannabis endorsement with ease the ease delivery company that one i can get rid of in fact it's not going to affect me financially that much anymore because they changed their ambassador program because they're making so much money now and they're so well-known everywhere that they just do all the people who made them famous, like me. My videos got millions and millions of views. I did videos for them. People, people thought I worked for corporate with as many videos as I did for them. So it's just like they do us away after they, they got, they got um, enough market, market recognition. And they, they tell us now that all, the only thing we get is, um, is like if somebody buys something using our code, we get like some money towards another order, which I don't want no, I don't want no more orders. I don't want anything from them. I'm good. 
But like, yeah, that's that's uh, so I won't really lose anything from that. That was a while ago, though. Let's see, Barefoot Earth Goddess says Snoop Dogg looks so unhealthy. Unfortunately, he does. Unfortunately, he does. He's a very sweet person, like very good-hearted and very funny person. Um, it was an honor to grow up, grow up around him. Like, and I want him to be healthy. And I do love, I love Snoop Dogg. Like, I'm a fan of his. I love him. I think he's a, he's a, he's important for the culture, and I would love for him to put the put the smoking down and to really teach us what's really going on. Or, like, really, ex you know, expose what's going on. Barefoot Earth Goddess says, Lungs can't filter oil. Yes, no, they can't. Mm -mm. No, they can't. The, the lungs never would have ever had to have oil unless we had these vaporizers. We did, they would have never had to do this. They would never have to do that kind of work before. Um, I assume the great poke says, is that a whole vegetable salad? Yeah, this is a vegetable salad here. And then I have my, my, um, stir fried, um, oyster, oyster mushrooms and walnuts. This is my one meal of the day. And I got, and I have like, um, cucumbers, organic cucumbers, cherry tomatoes, and amaranth. My amaranth right here. I love the amaranth the most. I'm oh, so good. So so good. Very much like healthy grits, you know. That's what it. That's what it gives. It's giving because grits are not healthy. Don't ever be confused. Grits are not healthy at all. Um, barefoot God. It says, a friend of mine are chatting about alcohol on Instagram. Mmm. Okay. Yeah. Alcohol is another episode I should do. I feel a little hypocritical because I do have that endorsement. So I'm just like, and the crazy part is Gary Vee doesn't drink either. He rarely ever drinks. But that's his, his family's company was a liquor company because they were, they were, um, they migrated from Russia and that's the company that they knew would make money. And then, so they, they had that company. He, he built, he took it from a $3 million company to six, over 60 million, you know? And so... Part of that is like kind of blood money in a way, because you know if people if when people drink, they a lot of times they end up passing away. So I'm sure he kind of feels some karma from that. So I think I mean I'm I'm probably end up taking it off. I'll, I, I gotta think about it some more. I gotta figure out the way I should really do with that, because it's a good company. It's just like I don't I don't drink. All right, let's see. Mo's go Mo so crazy says, I'm here net. LOL, because we literally were just talking about this. LOL, wow, you see? Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, barefoot, God, barefoot Earth Goddess says, My boyfriend, too, smokes so much, his brain isn't sharp at all. It creates permanent damage. The, like, it's some, some of it doesn't come back. Like, I know my brain would be, be even sharper. Some people think, oh, you're so smart, you're so smart. To me, they say that to me a lot. I feel like I would be so much smarter if I didn't smoke at all. I I thought it was saving me, saving me sometimes. Like I thought it was really helping me um, be more creative. For a while, I thought my creativity came from cannabis. That's why I wrote every song I did when I was very much lit. <laughs> you know, I'm honest. Like it's real talk. And you can hear, you can you can hear the highness in the songs. <laughs> you 
can hear it. I'm laughing because it's funny to me now, like looking at, like listening to the songs. I still listen to the music because it's, it still like resonates and reminds me of where I, where I've been and where I'm coming, you know, where I'm going. But you can hear that I was like lifted. I was most definitely turned. Whatever I guess it's turned the, the term you use for. Oh. My boyfriend too. I saw that already. Sorry. Um. Yes, he's spitting facts. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it real. Um, and if you have a med card in many states, you can't even get a gun license. Talk about that. Talk about that. How you can have a med card. You can't even get a gun license there. But you can get a med card to this like toxic plan. That's it's the med card part. It's the fact that we even call it a med card that is so disturbing that they would call something that is intentionally toxic, something medical. Oh, it's medical, but I mean, I'm not surprised because a lot of the medications that we use too, they have so many side effects that it's like, is this still a medication? Like, I came in because my back hurts and now you're telling me that this medication is gonna make me have seizures? Like, what? Like, how did I, how did we get to that? Like, I'm just trying to get my back from hurt. My, my head's hurting, my back hurting. I'm trying to get that fixed. And you're telling me that this has this many side effects? So you're gonna give me more problems to try to fix my one problem, and then the one problem you you try to fix isn't gonna even be really fixed unless I can keep taking this medication, which is gonna give me a higher chance of these side effects. It's insane. So it doesn't make too much. It's not too surprising that they would have cannabis under a med card, but it's real. Um, I had a med card too. I had multiple med cards, and and that was a whole scam too. I got I paid I paid like forty bucks. Some people pay eighty bucks or a hundred dollars depending on where you get it from. Um, for the med card, and all you do is a doctor calls and says, "Hey, um, so it looks like you're looking to um, have a cannabis card for legalized cannabis." Oh, okay. So, um, let me ask you a few questions. So, um, are you, so what are you, what are you using it for, basically? Oh, oh my, my head hurts and I have a hard time sleeping. Oh, okay, okay, cool. So, um, yeah, it looks like cannabis would be helpful for you. So, we're gonna go ahead and just um, push your, um, we're gonna go ahead and get, uh, prescribe you this, you know, this card so you can have your med situation. Um, I would just suggest like you know, maybe use an indica or something and, you know, maybe like, you know, just be careful how much you're smoking or whatever, but like, um, have a good day. That's it. The conversation over card sent through the email, you pay 40 bucks. Then they send you a card in the, in the actual mail too. And it sends you like a, 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 so you used to have to go in to get it. But even when you go in, it's still like a few, like I've never been in there. I've never had one of those calls or in-person meeting that lasts longer than two minutes. And two minutes is a, a stretch. I think it's less than one minute. By the time you're in the office with the doctor, they see you for like one minute. And they're prescribing you that you need this. Corruption. 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 40 bucks. 100 bucks for some people. Because they're like, oh, you, you, might want, you might want the little card to put in your wallet in case you get stopped somewhere. Guess what? If you get stopped by the feds, it don't matter what card you have. It's illegal. It's a state thing they allow, allow you to do. Like it, They can sell you all the cards and licenses, whatever. It doesn't matter. You're going to jail. It's insane. I'm so blessed. Because I got so reckless at one point where I was smoking in the car. I didn't even care. I was so about getting that high that I was literally just smoking in the car. Smoking in public, I didn't care. I just literally did not care at all. 
because it's California and nobody, and, and legally they could, they can get you for any of that. But they laxed the law so much in order for the profit to come flowing in that I felt kind of comfortable in it. A cop would drive by, I wouldn't even care. Still smoking, windows up, hotboxing it. You know, that's how bad, that's like risking my freedom. Cause I'm thinking, cause under the illusion that it's medical. Do I do anything else illegal? Nothing. Nothing else I'm willing to do illegally because I, I love my freedom. But for that, for some, because of this, because they made it legalizing, because they did that, they did all these like lies and propaganda. I thought it was safe enough to go smoke it in my car and just drink, keep it chilling. You know, I just literally, y'all, they got it messed up. I didn't even drink until I was 21. I followed the law because I know that they, the law is not in my favor. So I always tried to follow it. Um, let's see, I got the visual of a high, of a high army. You see, <laughs> Kimmy saw the visual of a high army because we would not win anything. If we had a high army, we would literally lose every war. Um, let's see, ever seen spies in disguise? Oh my goodness, no, I haven't seen that. Yep, yep, I can't, I'll look it up. I see. Um, there is a part of the movie where he like has a glitter cat mid attack. And they, and they go numb. A glitter cat, I don't know what that means. I'm like, I'm so aggravated, I need to smoke to calm down. Oh my goodness, no. Um, over it and forget they were attacking him. Wait, you said, I don't know what that means. Glitter cat over it. Wait, he has a mid attack and they go numb over it. Oh, and they forget that, they forget that they were attacking, that's funny, so they, they get so numb that they forget that, that they're being attacked. That sounds about right. Um, and then I smoke and I'm, and I'm like a couch potato. Exactly, you lose your whole day. All of a sudden, time goes 10 times the speed. And you're like, what happened today? What did I do today? You genuinely, you, genuinely don't, you genuinely don't remember because your brain, your neurological system has been tampered with by the cannabis, by the type of cannabis it is too. Um, I used to be like that, loaded with anxiety. Oh my gosh, yes. And you're using it to get away from the anxiety, but then it makes you go dive deep, deep dive into thought, and you turn on a cartoon, and you just like soup, you soup into something. You're just trying to get through the moment, and everything seems dark. Um, now I have so much time in the day. I love it. Like I get to work. I, I wake up really early. I just do so. I get all my work done. I'm like constantly still creating. My music has gotten even better. Like my songwriting has gotten even better. So now I'm this disproven for myself after 10 years of smoking that my art comes from the cannabis. It doesn't. It doesn't come from that. I make my, my new music is better than my other music. I mean, I like other music too, but his new music is like way more. It's like another, it's, it's, it's going to be another level. I'm so excited for it. And my voice is stronger now because it doesn't hurt my vocal cords smoking every day. So I'm going to be able to sing better in the new music. It was a win-win. Yes. Mm. Barefoot says he's um he's presenting balance. They aren't bad. Ha ha. I, I love it. Um. Kathy says such a beautiful cat. Never seen. Never seen them as a bad in any way. It's a bad omen. But I um. It's a bad omen, 
But cats are beautiful. I love cats. I love having a black cat. Especially one with yellow eyes like that. Like having one around and come through like randomly like that. It's not, it's like seen as a bad omen. I don't, I don't even know if that's true though. It's just been, it's like something that's told in like ancient times or whatever. But I like, I love cats. So I don't, I don't mind it. Um, read that comment. They aren't being rude. They are not. Where do you see rude? Oh no, they're not being rude. I thought it was rude. Oh no, they're good. They're just talking about the cat. But thank you for trying. Um, no, not rude at all. I'm sorry. Oh, it's all good. It's all good, Nika. Thank you, Barefoot um, Barefoot Goddess. Wine. <laughs> yeah, the wine, you know. I want a salad meow. Meow. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> get you a salad on. Get you some salad. I can't wait to get out to the beach again. That, that's been making my day every day. Going to the beach, getting out in nature. Wherever you are, you have nature around you. Get out to nature. That's one of the eat the biggest things. Cause when you now let's talk about how to quit. Cause when you quit, you're gonna have withdrawals. A lot of people. Some people don't. Some people don't. But there's a big chance you might. I know that it took me. It took me years. I, I can't even say how many years. I tried so many times to quit, and I would get depressed or something would happen, and I just I would just like say no. I'm gonna go back. Like I just smoke a little bit more. I feel better if I smoke some more. Like oh, I'm gonna celebrate today. Like it's a different. It's a special day. So I'm gonna celebrate today, and I'll just get back on tomorrow. I'll constantly, constantly, over and over again. Um, and then I would feel this this extreme feeling of like this, like a, what do you call it? A, a, um, a fiending. I would fiend for the cannabis. And I would spend my last dollar for it. When my company, sometimes, sometimes when you own a company, you put all your money into it. You don't even have any money left for like food and stuff. And so I would put even that money to get some more cannabis. That's crazy. But no, it's not it's not addictive though. Cannabis isn't addictive, not at all. No, no, it's fine. It's, it's just a normal thing, it's not addictive. But I spent my last dollar on it. And it's not cheap. Mm-mm. One eighth can cost you like 60 bucks for a good one. Awesome. Right, I'm about to go, I'm about to go buy some arugula. Get your arugula on if you can find it. Get wild arugula if you can find it. If you can't find it, get organic. Do the best you can. But wild arugula is amazing. They have it at Trader Joe's if you have one near you. They also have it at Whole Foods. At Whole Foods, it's like double the price. I don't know why, but it's double the price. So just do your best to find some. Wild arugula is the most delicious. This is what it looks like. You find a good piece. Wild arugula. It looks different than the other one. Like it's, it's like different shape, but yeah, very tasty. Let's see, I hate mushrooms. Oh, you hate mushrooms? Have you have you had them cooked the right way? Have you had them fried? Choke up. Barefoot says, unless I add them on pizza, I hate. I make yeah. You see, mushrooms on pizza is so good. I love the I love the texture. And the flavor of seasoned mushrooms. They have to be seasoned right. And no shiitake mushrooms, you guys. Stay away, stay away from shiitake mushrooms because they have GMO as well. And they can actually cause like uric acid within you. It's like, it's not healthy. It, it, it affects the immune system. It's one, it's one that's made in a lab. I didn't even know that until the last few months. I started learning about it. I'm like, what? Shiitake mushrooms too? I couldn't believe it because there's so many things that have shiitake mushrooms. I thought it was healthy. 
all this time I thought it was healthy. I didn't really buy it that often, but I thought it was healthy at least. I just couldn't believe it. Holly Joe. Holly Joe in the house. Hey, Holly Joe. Hi there, Sir Rock. Hello there. Hello there, um, Madam, Madam Holly or Lady Holly. I like Lady Holly. Lady Holly, how are you? Serving lady. <laughs> um, Mo's crazy says, I used to think that as well. I'm more creative if I'm high. Yep. Yeah. I thought that for years. When in fact, it was the actual opposite. Yeah, because now I can focus on the song. I don't forget my lyrics as much. Before, I used to rush to the phone. And be like, oh my God, oh my God. Record, record voice memo, record voice memo. Or I'll do the song. And forget it as I'm recording it. Um, it happened so many times. I'm going to miss the phone call. I knew, I, was, I knew before I got on this live that I was going to miss this particular phone call from one of my besties. I'm going to call him right back after I get off. But um, I knew he was going to call. Like I, I, felt, I felt a premonition that it was going to happen when I got on this live. It's so crazy. I just knew it. It's like that blows my mind sometimes when I like get visions of the future. Like, and if he's all, he, he, but I have my I have my um, notifications off, and so thankfully it didn't interrupt the live. But um, it's just crazy. I knew it. I've been off live all day. All day I could I could have answered, but I knew that while I was on here that he was gonna call. Like I, it's so crazy how that works. I wonder where that comes from. Like even, I've been I've always got visions and dreams throughout my life. But it's so crazy when it's like so accurate so often. Like, where does that come from? Like, what universe part does that come from that's telling me these things? That like, I don't know. It's so bizarre. Um, Cause it could have been a lot of people who called me, but it's like I knew it was gonna be him that called. So bizarre. I love, I love, I love the universe. Um, Mo says yes. Um, is that Holly? Holly Joe says is that nationwide or is that just California and just in California? Um, for cannabis legalization, they are, they're trying to make, they're trying to make it nationwide so they can get more money. They're trying to, they're trying to do whatever they can, wherever they can distribute their, their new, their new version of crack, basically. <laughs> Barefoot says, that's Western medicine for you. Medicine for you. I love that. You're so right. Mm. Slime Braylon says, do you have a girlfriend? No, but I'm looking for a boyfriend. <laughs> I'm not looking, but I'm going to, I'm accepting the universe opening to, opening to me and bringing me an amazing person because I'm divorced from my ex-husband, bless his heart, even though we went through hell in our relationship. Um, that, was, that was what I thought was the love of my life at that point. I went through a lot of with him for sure, like really dark things, but um, I, I'm not gonna let that situation scar me from having love again, because he didn't love me. He said it himself, he didn't love me. And that's when I knew that I had to leave. So I couldn't believe somebody who I love so much could like say that and could like really, like he believed it, he really felt that. After all we've been through, after all the years we were married, after all, we, like, after all the hell and all, all we've been through, it was, like, it was just like, dang. So I won't let that happen again. I'm not afraid of it. But at first, I was like, I was like, screw love in general. But now I'm, I'm in a space where 
as I, you know, build myself up and, you know, my companies are doing great right now, I just want to, I'm open to love in the future, especially with some of these hotties in, in Manhattan Beach. Oh my gosh, there's some hot people over there. Oh my gosh, so hot. I can't wait to go again today. I don't even talk to anybody. I just love going and like just being in the moment, manifesting my billionaire. I figured there's two ways to get a house on the beach. One way, you work your behind off and pay and you know, pay it cash. Cause you, cause you gotta pay for those houses cash. They're like $8 million at least. At the lowest, they're $8 million. Um, for the ones I want. That are at a beachfront. Or, you marry your way in. <laughs> One of those ways. So, you know, I'm gonna do both. I'm gonna do both. <laughs> um, Ashley says, hey love. Hey Ashley, we were just talking about the album a second ago. I don't know if you were in here, but we were just talking about the new album. So, I know Ashley always supports me, and like, you know, um, Ashley's one of the only people I know that, well, not, there's a few people, but I know, I know that she told me that she was following my music before she even got on, before she even knew I was on social media, and that made me really, my heart really got filled. And I think about that really often, like, it makes, it was one of those moments where I was like, you know what, I'm doing the right thing, like this, like, I love making music already, but like, when you hear things like that, I always thought people just went to my social media and then they find my music afterwards and they were just like, oh, whatever, like this is an extra thing that they, that they like. But music is my heart. Music's my everything. And it's crazy because I don't make music every day. I go live every day, but I don't make music every day. Like, I don't put it out every day like I would like to. And in theory, I would love to put a song out every single day. That's what I want to get to and my goal. Like, that's one of my, my goals in life. And I can do that, but I just, for some reason, like... I've been I've been limiting myself, you know. And I think also like I come on here because this is part of my life. Like I have to eat either way. And I love chatting with you guys and now this is a podcast too, so I feel like this works for me. And it's like but making music, I feel like I've been torn down so many times, even though I've I've written songs for like major artists and I just don't I never I never feel the same support for my projects that they get, that some of the other artists get, who I feel like I'm more talented then but like not even that like who cares about competition because there's no when i say more talented i mean more i say more real than i don't think i'm more talented than them i think i'm more real than them because they don't get to be real and it's not their fault they just they chose to they chose a deal that makes that forces them to be a certain way and and not to be able to express their real opinions because of the monetary risk that like you know one thing you say one tweet you make when you have these endorsements can make you lose millions of dollars one wrong turn so I, that's why i've always like not like taken i've always to make my music for my for my own health my own mental health but i didn't want to like play the game but now the game's different so i can play it now now i got a million streams and i don't even have a label well i own a label i own my own label but i don't have a label like outside of myself so like before you could never get to that unfortunately nowadays a million is like not that much because you need like millions and millions but like just to even get to a million without any like I had hardly any funding for any like um what do you call it promotions or anything I did none of that I just didn't have it I just was working so much my my, my companies were getting were getting all my money like I didn't have any money for that and so I just put the music out and it still got it still got up there so I'm gonna keep moving with it um, Holly Joe says I have been hold on I missed a comment I have been meaning to comment this. You have beautiful hands. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I was a hand model for a while, but thank you. Um, I pre well, not, I'm not on purpose, but because like 
I just got people kept hiring me to do hand modeling for commercials. It was so random. I never thought I'd be a hand model, but they, I really, I got a lot of them, a lot of those jobs. I don't really do it anymore, but I used to do it a lot. You'd be surprised how many. I did, I did one for this big commercial for um, H and R Block. I remember that was a fun one. They tattooed my hands, and I did another one for this like company that was for Tupperware and they wanted to do one all the close-ups of the top like doing the Tupperware and stuff and it's so it was just I think because I look like my hands look like they're a mix of a mixture of different races if you don't see my face and so maybe they like me for that or I'm maybe I'm good at it I don't know <laughs> um it's Beyonce so it's not, I love <laughs> barefoot earth goddess says it's not true black cats are very in tune and protecting the color black is protection. Black, thank you for saying that. Thank you. I'll reprogram my brain for that. Cause I love, I love cats. And I love like black cats are beautiful. I got, I think they're beautiful cats. I just, I know when they come up randomly, that's when I thought it was a black omen, like almost like a black crow, you know. But you're right. We gotta reprogram our brain from thinking black is bad into thinking black is is protection. Black is protection, not bad. I love that. You know, I almost want to write. I want to write that down just so I can remember it in my notes. That'd be a beautiful merch item too. Like black is protection. I keep getting these scam emails. Okay, hold on. Let me write that down right here just so I can remember that. Black is protection. Beautiful. Um. Like black tourm tourmaline, tourmaline, for example. Oh yes, that's true. That's very. That's a very powerful stone. Black tourm tourmaline, tourmaline. I can't pronounce it, but I know what you're talking about. Um, what's good? What's good, Rock? Hey, how you doing, my um, G Money? G Money says gonna have to take a break. Yeah, take a break off the cannabis. I, I feel you. Um, Barefoot Goddess says highly intuitive indigenous genes. Hmm, love it. Um. Mo's, Mo's, um, I'll say Mo, Mo So Crazy says alignment. Um, Nika says, not to be rude or anything, I never thought you was um, LGBTQ. Oh, really? You must have never heard my songs then. You must have never listened to my music before. Or, like, do you, do you look at my page? I, I, you probably don't, you know what, that, that's all, I mean, I think that's really kind of cool. I mean, I, I've never... Hurt. I never met somebody like that's that's only known me in the digital world that didn't know that I was like LGBTQ or gay, whatever. Um, that's so interesting. Wow. Because in my in my head, everything I do is so gay. So I was like, people even say my voice is so feminine, whatever. Because I was raised by I was raised by women in California, so I have a a valley girl voice, or whatever people tell me. My ex used to tell me to tell people that I was a white woman in a black body, a black man body, which is so rude and disrespectful. Because how dare he? He was so rude. He would like say that publicly to people. He was just, I think that's so racist that he would say that, but um, not completely wrong. <laughs> but, but no, I mean, not, I mean the, vo the sound of the voice. Like I get where he's coming from in a way, but like he was just so disrespectful the way he would use it against me. Like, I'm like, what are you, like what? It's just, I don't know. There's so many things that happened in that relationship, but that was one of the things that was so 
like crazy to me. And nothing against white women. I love white women. I love every every people is great. I love all races. I don't I don't I don't have any racial hangups. I understand history. I understand where we are now. Like we're all humans. I believe there's I not I don't believe there's there's extraterrestrials. I know that there's extraterrestrials. So I don't care about any human race. I'm like we're all the same. We're all like you know we need to all combine together so we can at least recognize and unanimously recognize that there are extraterrestrials involved in the situation too. So. It's a waste of time to even focus on race and things like that, you know. But um, but yeah, I'm very. That's very interesting. You know, my mom didn't know. All my mom, all my mom's friends knew that I was gay my whole life. They all knew somehow, but then they never told her, and then she didn't find out until I was engaged, the first time I was engaged. So it's kind of funny. But all her friends knew. It was a bad friend. <laughs> Oh my god, Barefoot says, ha ha ha, my, my billionaire. You know, shoot, I need to give me a billionaire. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a billionaire in my own right, for sure. I'm on a mission for that. I don't need it, but I want it. And when I want something, I'm going to get it. But I'm going to get it. I'm going to be with the billionaire, too. Like, why not be with the billionaire as I get my billions, too? Like, you know, it's all good. Billion, bill, billionaires need love. Billionaires need love. Billionaires don't get love. You think Elon Musk has love? You think Elon has love for real? As someone who's been around Elon Musk multiple times, he ain't got no love. He ain't got no love around. People are, it must be very disorienting for him, for him to be like one of the most famous people on earth right now. And have everybody around him trying to use him and nobody genuinely loves him like that. Like he's just, He's basically like he has his he has his competition around him at all times, like it's just such a weird energy, such a weird like trying to prove itself energy kind of thing. Like it's just it's sad, it's a sad situation, and he's not the only one. I know multiple multiple billionaires in L.A. who I've worked with because of my my industry that are sad and have heartbreaking situations with their family. Um, they need love, and so if I can find me a hot billionaire, they need to be hot though. And not hot, like they have to be like super like attractive in a certain way or a certain race or anything. Like it's just they need to be attractive to attractive to me. Like cause I've been I've dated people who were like double my age before. Um. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Like hot, like it's hot's very specific. Some people don't think my ex is hot at all. People were like, "You're dating him? Like, are you serious? Like, what in the world?" They did not understand. And I didn't understand either. So oh, I guess. I guess that um, that illusion fell apart. Um, but I thought he was hot, in my opinion, at the time. I really did. I mean, I wouldn't. I would love them. Like you, you, when you love somebody, you think they're hot. Um, what's your thoughts on foreclosure properties? Ooh, Nancy, Nancy. That's that's Nancy's question. Uh, she said, "What's your thoughts on foreclosure properties?" Um, from an investor business standpoint, amazing deals. A lot of hard work to get into them. Some some bad karma too, because it is a foreclosure. Um, but you can get some amazing amazing deals with it. Um, but be careful too, because you can you can end up upside down if you get a foreclosed property, and then all of it is you know there's like a foundation issue or some like extremely um, expensive fix that has to be made in order for it, for the property to become profitable. So 
you have to be to really watch out for some of them. Some of them aren't as simple as it seems, especially in the California market. People are buying them out cash over asking price, way over asking price cash today. Here's the cash. Give me the house, that kind of vibe. And it's like it's a long process to go through um, or a very tricky process. You never like we we were just going through one like last year and we'd lost the house. We lost the foreclosure. Um, we were trying to buy one. We, were, we weren't getting foreclosed on. We were trying to buy another property. And at the very last minute, very last minute, it went to it went to auction, even though we were in the process. And the very last minute, somebody came in with cash and just took the deal over asking price. And they, and they they went with that deal. And we, we had been going through it for over like three months or something. Crazy. It was just such a hell situation. We didn't get the house. But we got another house after, so it's okay. But um, a bigger house, way bigger. And the neighborhood is still good, but I like the first neighborhood. Oh, honestly, the, the second neighborhood is... It's a good neighborhood, and now we're getting another house. It, anyway, it's a whole different story. But yeah, so, but but from a from the human standpoint, I think it's very tragic when that happens. Um, especially with the way things are, when people people's jobs being forced to shut down due to the um the whole shutdown that happened in the government, in the pandemic. That breaks my heart. It's not fair. Um. And watching people try their best to hold on to the last thing they have, which is their home, the thing they cared about the most, it's really sad. Really heartbreaking. Um, let's see. Ashley. Ashley's laughing. I can't. <laughs> Nika, says, Nika says, I told you I'd listen to your song for yay. Well, Four Ye is a is the gayest song I could I could think of. I literally start the song off saying the first lyric of the song is, "Oh, um, I own this, I own this D, but I but I rent this D, but I own that hole. But man, but your man's pole got my acres sold. Might have to schedule an inspection. You got a he got a picture in my foundation. He got a picture in my foundation. I know." <laughs> That song is so ratchet and gay. it's basically about taking somebody's man, which I don't do. I explained that in another song. I got cheated on so many times that I kind of like, I kind of like wanted to imagine it from the other side. Like, what if I was the man stealer? What if I was like, gonna take somebody's man? Like, nobody took my man from me, but they just like borrowed him a lot of times. And they, they left him with a lot of things that I did not ask for. Like diseases. <laughs> um, and other heartbreak and whatever. But, like... I just imagine, if, like, you know, when, you, when you're hurt that badly, you just try to, like, strengthen yourself up. And I made those songs from a space where... <laughs> I made that song from a, a space where I was, like, trying to, like, be that alter ego to, like, strengthen myself up. Like, my heart was, like, literally shattered at that point. But for that song, I was, I was getting more healed. I was much more healed at that space, in that space. But I was just trying to, like, strengthen myself up to feel like a baddie after getting, like, just humiliated and destroyed in my public marriage like so many people so many celebrities would come up to me and be like oh my gosh are you still with with your with your husband like you guys are my favorite couple in the world like we love you guys so much you're so like you're so hot together you're so not like they just loved our energy together we we're so creative together and things like that and they it's just it was so heartbreaking to realize it was over and and why it was over and and how it felt almost as if it never 
was anything because it was just so tragic the way it all played down. So that song particularly was talking about like how like no so the song that the chorus is no hallways your man barely fits to the foyer so it's like the like the like the whoever we're talking about is busted open whether it's a male or female like they're they're busted wide open they got no walls but your man like I, there's no hallways over here like my st i keep my stuff tight and right you know even though i'm not a bottom which is funny People hear that song and they're like, oh my God, Rock Mercury's a bottom. Like, I, I've only bottomed like three times in my life with two different people. Wait, hold on. Four. Four people in four times. Wait, make, make sure. Because my first time I bottomed, because I wanted to see what it was like, the very first time I ever did anything. Second time was with this random person that was super hot he was from switzerland he was he was engaged he was engaged to this beautiful like i didn't even know until afterwards it wasn't my fault he did not tell me i, I found out on facebook afterwards because his number connected to facebook and then, you know on facebook like when you have somebody's number in your phone it suggests people to you he had a whole a whole fiance she was gorgeous they were like from, they're from switzerland or something like it was insane and i bought it for him <laughs> i don't know why but I think because he was so hot that I was just like, I, I was like, wanted to try that time. And then my ex has been at bottom for, because I just wanted to see, he's like more of a bottom himself, but like I just wanted to see what that was like, because I really was in love with him. So I was like, like I was wondering what that would be like too. So I did, we did that like maybe once, I think literally one time in our whole marriage. Um, and then the last one is someone I shouldn't mention, but let's say a dear, a, no, I can't say the last person because that's going to like... I'm trying to think of somebody to say. It's the person I've worked with, I'll say that. Because I work with a lot of people. So, somebody I've worked with. Um, and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Every other time has been topping. And there's too many times to even count. Too many times. Like, so... Also, I guess it is tight. Like, the, 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 the foyer is the entrance of the house. So, like, we ain't got no hallways over here. Like, she's busted open hallway. I got that foyer tight, 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 right. You know, can barely, he can barely get in the foyer barely get in and it says i got that manhattan bussy you might be hating on that good anyways it's song if you want to listen to the song go listen to it on all the platforms it's too ratchet i would love to sing it on here but every word's so explicit that i feel like i would get immediately shut off so i'm gonna stop right there <laughs> but thank you for listening to the song nico um mo crazy says barefoot says omg people say i sound like that Oh my gosh, you see? You see how they do us? You see how they do us? Like, I just live my life. I don't know. I mean, I can sound all kind of ways. Like, like if I want to sound like this. If I just want to be darker right now and just, like, sound deeper. Like, I can talk like this. Oh, thanks. You see how, you see how I'm glowing? Thanks so much. Appreciate you, Ashley. Um, oh, Mo Crazy. How's it going? Thanks so much. Oh, Nancy says, okay, the veterans, the veterans loan, we'll check it. Oh, the veterans. Yeah, the veterans loan's a good one. That's a real good one to use, you know? Yeah, very good. You know, I can talk whatever way I want to talk. But I'll talk like this because this is how I learned how to talk. This is, I'm from California. Like, I was raised by all women. My, my dad was around, but he was, like, out, he was hustling, you know? He, I talk to him all the time nowadays. My dad's awesome. But um, I was raised, I, was, I had all women around me. And I was in school with Valley Girls. And my friends are Valley Girls. 
So I didn't even realize it until people started calling it out. But you know, it's just how I feel comfortable talking. But I didn't like the way he came at me like that. <laughs> he said, okay, the vet but the veteran's loan is a very good one because you don't, a lot of times you don't have to do a down payment. There's like a lot of assistance for the veteran's loan. So I would be, I would be very interested in that one. But to go back to the foreclosure situation, that like, yes, it is a great deal, but it is, there's some bad karma attached. Like just know that if you're gonna, if you're gonna benefit off of somebody else's demise, which that is, no matter how, we, no matter how we want to put it, it is benefiting off somebody else's demise. Like, um, yeah, the system's corrupt. Like it's, it's a hard, it's hard to like process, but it's a real thing. Um, so just know that and just be ready for the karma to come hit you back. And we, we were prepared for it. We, we knew the karma was going to hit us if, if we got that house. And the karma kind of hit us by us not getting it the last minute. Imagine working for months and months and the very last, the very last minute when it's about to be sold, we lose it because somebody comes in with cash out of nowhere. Somebody who wasn't even involved, they just saw the house on the on the list of the auction that, that day and they had the cash and they just bought the whole house. It's crazy. Um, so Mo says, so what point did you finally decide to quit the devil's lettuce? <laughs> um, I finally decided I finally decided that, um, so most so crazy, I finally decided to quit when my grandfather, my other grandfather, I, I, I have two grandfathers that passed away recently. One is my grandfather, one is my great grandfather. And when he, the way he passed away was so disturbing and undignified that I was like, I need to not, I need to be sober for life. It was just really messed up. And I was like, that's literally my grandfather. And bless his heart, like bless his heart. He was like, he had his struggles, but he did not deserve to go out the way he did. Um, and it just really woke me up. And I, don't, and I just, I told myself I was never gonna smoke since that day. And even then I still smoked a few more times because I was trying, I was like just still trying to quit. But I kept remembering that in my head, I'm like, that's, it was just so dark the way it happened and the way he was found. Um, we didn't even know he was dead for, for like a while. We had to find out where he even was at first. And it was just so dark and it really shook my shook my spirit. Um, and that was like my final straw for me. And then when I really fully quit, I um, the last bit of ganja I had tasted like chemicals. So it was helpful. Like it was, it tastes like literally, I could taste every chemical in it. And I was like so disgusted by it. And I couldn't wait to finish the bag of it because I didn't want to waste money. I'm, I'm always somebody who doesn't want to waste any food or any money. And so I just was like, let me get through this bag. It felt like a, a, a chore to get through it. And like my mind had opened up. Like I've had this cannabis before and it didn't taste the same way before, but like my, I, my eyes were awake, like my, my senses were awake and I can taste the chemicals, I can taste the poisons. And I just said, nope, this is it for me, I'm done. I don't need this anymore. My throat's hurting, like I'm just, I'm just gonna stay in a constant cycle of sickness. If I keep keep doing this, like I'm done. I'm never touching it again. And here I am, not touching it. The last time I did touch it, I was at a party and we smoked a little bit, a little bit of a joint and I passed out there. It was like this out of, it was out of um, the party for, for Juneteenth. So it was, not, it was like a few weeks ago. But it was only one night, and I, even then I was like, nope, 
that I didn't, it reminded me again, because it had been a month before then that I had not smoked. And so it reminded me like, oh, I'm not even, I don't even like this anymore. Like it wasn't even enjoyable. And so the next party I went to, I didn't, like they had weed there too. And I didn't, didn't even, wasn't even tempted. Didn't even care at all. Didn't even care. And there's weed everywhere here. Like I, I can get it from anywhere. But I just don't, I'm so thankful to be, like I have no, no want, no desire at all for it. So thankful. Um, it took so long though. Like I literally, like there's, I just don't want any. I don't want anything in my lungs. I don't want, I know what it is now. Like waking up from it, like learning. Education is what really made me understand that it was bigger than, than like what they're marketing it to be. I don't, I don't want to be the pawn of anyone. I don't want to be somebody's victim. The victim of a of a predatory corporation making billions off of my debt, don't want it. Um, and I imagine myself having to get lung surgery or something because of, you know, damaging my lungs because of these doggone chemicals. So I'm like, nope, I'm not gonna be on some case talking about, oh, you ruined my life, um, big big um big cannabis ruined my life because of this, and now my I can't breathe right and I can barely sing, I can barely do this, you know. And I love music, I love singing. So what does it do? What does it do for me if I'm just like ruining my lungs and I can't sing anymore? Like what? No. Um, thank you. I don't trust too many people, but I trust your um, your judgment. Thanks. I agree totally. Said Nancy. OMG, love it. Oh, th thank you. Um, yeah. This. If you if you want to, um, if you're looking for like support with that, like I can connect you with a realtor team. Just go just go to slayrealestate.world and you know. Um, the team there will connect you with a, a realtor. Even whatever whatever area you're in, they can connect you with a realtor because we have a, we have connections across the world, um, across the nation and across the whole world. So just let me know, let them know, reach out, and they'll um, fill out the form online and they'll get back to you. Mm. Mm. Ashley says, "I'm waiting on my new on my music ASAP." <laughs> Me too. I can't wait for it to come out. I am so, I'm so excited. It's been a spiritual journey. And now that like I've really been quitting for so long, smoking wise, the vocals are going to be way better this time. Like I just, I'm so excited to put this song on, this music out. Um. Oh wait, you said, how long, how long were we together? We were together for like four, over four years, for literally five years. Um, Barefoot God, Barefoot Earth Goddess. He said, "My friend, she was blocked just now. She isn't sure why." Um, what was her name? Barefoot Earth Goddess. What is her name? I'll unblock her right now. Yeah, I didn't block her. I for sure didn't block her. Who's your friend? Most crazy. How did Most Crazy get blocked? Okay, I'm gonna unblock Most Crazy. I, don't, I let me figure out how. Hold on. Hold on one second. Um, let's see. Hold on, hold on. Okay, I found, I found, um, I found it. We, okay, perfect. Room after the live room after we vote. Okay, she's unblocked now. Mo's crazy is not blocked anymore. All right. I did not block her. I don't know what happened, but I didn't block her at all. Um, but just let her know that she is available. Like it's unblocked. I just I fixed it, so I don't know who did that. But please don't block Mo's crazy again. Whoever did. Um, 
Let's see. Hold on, Vidish is enjoying. Yo, what's up, Sheets Creek? Um, I love that shirt. Isn't it such a great shirt? I love this shirt too. It's like such a beautiful color. I got it from um from Nordstrom's Rack. It was on sale, eleven dollars. Can you believe that? And it's the best fabric. Originally, it's like fifty something dollars, but so such a good fabric. So lightweight. I can feel the breeze through it. It's amazing. Um. Um, let's see, Barefoot Goddess. No, no, not me. She wasn't doing any, nothing wrong. No, she wasn't. She's So she's unblocked now. Uh, maybe maybe he did. I hope he didn't. She wasn't being mean or anything. No, I didn't block her at all. Um, I unblocked her. Um, let's see. Hold on, right. Let's see. Um, my husband and daughter were both veterans, and we never used alone. Ooh. That's a good loan to use, though. You get a lot of you get a lot of money back or savings. I see, right? But she was fine. Mm -hmm. Yep, I don't subscribe to being their guinea pigs for real. Exactly. Um, can you please barefoot Earth Goddess? Can you please tell your friend that she's unblocked? I don't know what happened, but she's unblocked now. So if she can come back on, if she wants to, I just know that I, I apologize for whoever did that. Um, maybe it was an accident. I'm not sure. I didn't. I know I didn't touch it, so it wasn't me. Because I, I would have seen it if I blocked. Um, I have a friend that went... Um, wait. Francis says, I have a friend that went to sleep with smoking. Her friends use a lighter and burn the house down. What? What? I have a friend that went to sleep with smoking. Her kids use the lighter... Oh my God, that's so crazy. Burn the whole house down with just the light. You see, that's, that's scary. Probably an accident. He just answered her comment. LOL. Yep. I don't know what happened. I'll let her um, No, Let's see. Barefoot God is exactly. He can't unblock her because I can't. Yeah, I just unblocked her. I only block if you're out of line. Yep. <laughs> or a troll. Exactly. Thank you, Ashley. Um, I let her know. Thank you. You, um, we are vibing with you. Yeah, please tell her I'm so sorry that happened because I, I really have no idea who did that. Does anybody know who blocked her? Is there any mods in here that may have blocked her on accident? Let me know if there are. I don't see any other mods in here that could have done that. Um, that's so weird. But yeah, she's, she's good now, though. She's back in. So, I appreciate you. Um... And um, yeah, and barefoot goddess, have you done modding before? Because I need some, I like need some good mods in here too. Because I I got rid of some mods, um, but like maybe that well, maybe I don't know if you can protect her though if you're on there. Like if that were to happen again, I don't know if you can like stop somebody from blocking. I don't even know. I don't know. I felt like at one point I had a troll get a moderator spot, and they started blocking people at one point. So I wonder if the troll's still in there. I don't think they are though. Let me check my mods again, because I feel like. At one point, some troll like acted like they were a fan, and then they literally got like they started blocking people on my page. It was so crazy. Um, let me see right now. You see, yeah, I'm good at mod. Okay, cool. You're good at mod. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you mod status right now. Um, let's see, add mod. So you're in. I got you. You've been modded. Um, if I wasn't at work, I would have been on a rampage. I love it. <laughs> love it, Ashley. Enjoy work, though, Ashley. You know, I'm in the medical field. You can't. Even, I think don't you get drug tested in the medical field? I think you can't even smoke in the medical field. 
gone so yeah some people block for no reason mm-hmm they do they be blocking for crazy reasons let's see um let me just check real quick and see um Yeah, the mods I have in here now are all good people, are all goodies. Um, yeah, these are all my people. I know everyone, everyone on my mod list, I know them. Um, so yeah, I don't think, I don't know what just happened. I don't know how that, I don't know how she got blocked. I'm really trying to figure out because even these people, even if, the, even if one of these people were trolls, they're not even in the room right now. So that's weird. But yeah, thank you for, thank you for letting me know. Thank you so much. So thanks, love. Post office. It's a federal job, so only when you get hired. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. So I hope I hope this episode has just helped some people just to kind of understand the dangers of it, so they're not they're not being lied to just as openly that they have some information on the truth of what these corrupt companies are doing. Um, most crazy, most so crazy. I'm glad you're back. I don't know what happened, most so crazy. I have no idea what happened. I'm glad you've been, you've been supporting. I did not block you at all. In fact, I answered your question. <laughs> I'm going to answer it again because I think you were gone when I answered it. Um, your question was, it said, so what point did you finally decide to quit the devil's lettuce? Hold on one second. As this ice cream truck goes by, toxins. That's an evil company. Every time I go live, that the ice cream truck goes by. Um, so mod her too. Okay, cool. I mod Mo. Mo, are you a good mod? Are you are you good at modding too? I, I modded barefoot barefoot earth goddess. He said the ice cream truck. You know they came through. Oh, this ice cream truck. I can't. They're full of toxins there. <laughs> um. Slug Slime in the house. How you doing, Slug Slime? Good to see you. Um, he said, I'm willing to give it a try. Let's do it. All right, Mo. All right, Mo. Let's see. <laughs> um, so. Oh, my gosh. Now the bell is going off, too? We get the. We instantly get the, um, the ice cream truck and the bells back to back this time. That's hilarious. All of the mods in the house. Yes. We're rebuilding our mod team because, you know, we had that troll get in last time. So we have to rebuild it. Um, doing amazing today. Oh, Mo says, I used to work at the post office. What are you talking about? The post office. Oh, um, Ashley works at the post office. And she was and, and she was talking about the um, we're talking about how you're not able to you're not able to smoke for federal jobs. We're talking about ganja and things like that, like cannabis culture and stuff, and how you know. I saw it was it was like side comment, a little side comment moment. Um, oh my goodness, you guys, it is just. But I've been doing really good. So like, Slime, how are you doing? Like today, today's been beautiful. I'm just eating my food now, finishing up this podcast. On, um, I'm gonna mix all this together now. Put that amaranth, that amaranth in here. Um. I'm just finishing up this podcast and I'm gonna head to the beach. Probably I'll leave at like an hour or so. Uh, let's see. Mo says I was a chimney working with them. LOL. Oh my gosh. So I guess I guess they don't then. I guess they allow it all. 
<laughs> I understand the chimney though. I used to be chimneying it up. I, I mean, I was smoking all the time. That's why it's, I'm sure some people who watch this video who aren't here right now, like who know my smoking videos, they're gonna be shocked that I would ever make a video like this because I, I smoke so often. Slug Slime says, I'm doing well, made it in late because I was cleaning my house while it's a cooler day today. Ooh, is it really, it's kind of hot on the, on the West Coast, but it's cooler today. It, it's cooler today than yesterday was burning up. Um, so today's been cooler here too. Like I needed a jacket right in the morning. I had a sweater, but now it's the perfect temperature. But I, I'm gonna take a little sweater with me when I go to the beach. Because I know what the temperature the temperature's gonna drop for sure today. I can I can see it happening. I can already feel that it's gonna be a drastic change. Um but yeah, so this this whole episode, I just hope somebody out there is able to at least start their journey towards giving up ganja because it's really not worth it. I don't want people suffering for no reason. You know, I don't want that for them. Slug Slime says, yeah, it's been really hot today. Today is the good day to get the cleaning done. That's the way. I did some cleaning earlier today. I did some, dish did some dishes and I'm gonna do some laundry when I get back. Um, Mo So Crazy says, I miss the West Coast sometimes. I used to live in Phoenix. Phoenix! What up, Phoenix? I like Phoenix a lot. It's a, it's, it's a cool city in Arizona. Um, where do you live now? What city you reppin'? What city you reppin'? What makes this solid enough? I am like, I like this eating once a day because I just eat a whole bunch of food. I just do one big feast. I'm still eating, y'all. I still have, I mixed all of it together at this point because I'm going to finish all this and then I'm not eating again until tomorrow. Mmm. Charlotte, North Carolina in the house. That's where my grandmother lives. Well, she's out here right now because it's, it's a family, a family matter. But she's um, she has a place out in North Carolina, in the good old South. But I'm a new New England girl at heart. Oh, New England! I'm a New Yorker. I'm from Los Angeles. I was born and raised in Los Angeles. But the second I got to New York, I knew that my heart was supposed to be there. But that like. I knew that, like, my spirit, I don't know, I go back and forth, though. Like, I love, love, love New York, but also, like, California is a, is a heaven. It's just so beautiful. It's like, the, everything's so perfect here. So, part of me thinks that I need to have a place in Manhattan Beach and then have a place in Manhattan, New York. You know? He said New York is LA's cousin. It's distant cousin, coast to coast. My best friend's in New York right now. Like, that's, that's where she lives, and she's just, she runs New York, in my opinion. And I just, like, I feel like we, like, whenever she comes to my city sometimes, and I go to hers, and we go back and play, like, I want to be out there more, because we work so well together. Um, but, yeah, some part of me just, like, I know that New York is so busy, and, like, I love the busyness of it, but the fact that I can just, right now, just drive down the street and go to the most gorgeous beach in the world, and just walk casually, and it's not too crowded, and the beach is clean and stuff, and it makes me feel... Like, wow, like, I, li I get to live here? Like, this is my life? Like, it's crazy. Like, I just, I'm just thankful. So, I know in New York, you have beautiful rivers and stuff. But I don't get in the water either way. So, New York has a lot of river walks and stuff. Like, really beautiful places. 
but yet like the, it's so expensive to live there and it's tight like i have a whole house and this, this is just one room, room this is just one room in the house i have like multiple rooms in the back and i have a whole loft i have a loft that if i'm really honest i haven't been back in that room for like a month it's a big old loft and it's nice it has a fireplace in it, it has tile like tile ceilings like really pretty lights on the top like i just don't need i don't i, I don't have any need to go back there right now I, I work in here i work up here like my big screens right here I have another TV in the back too, and I have like a garage and like a backyard. I just, I work so much that I'm usually in one room. So when I'm in New York, I don't feel like I'm wasting space because I'm just like, the places are smaller there. Um, I don't feel like I'm wasting as much space. Out here, I feel like I'm wasting a lot of space. Like I just, it's just so much, but it's a little different. Um, let's see, but you'll take the stairs at, at her place from now on. That's right. Oh, select time. I, I'm only doing stairs and driving. I don't fly. I do not take. I do not take the elevator at all. Mm -mm. Never again. In fact, I was looking at apartments in New York, and they said multiple of them said like nice apartment buildings. They said yeah, this place is nice, but they have a lot of issues with the, with the elevator. It breaks down a lot. Multiple different places said that luxury buildings. They want four thousand in rent. Four thousand a month. With the audacity to have broken down elevators. Not me. Not I. Not me not me getting stuck in an elevator. No, not that for me. I, I need that not to be in my life. Mm mm. Mo uh, says LA and Florida have beautiful beach, um, beautiful, beautiful beaches. Now I live from Miami. Miami is someplace I could immediately buy a property in. Like I just, I could see myself spending almost like half the year there. So I'm like, I just, Miami was such a joy to be. In. I didn't know any, I, I know one person. I know like Azalea Banks is out there and I love her. So I, I could hang it with her, but like, I just, I don't know, I don't have any like family in Miami like that, but I just, the city is just so beautiful and well, so beautiful and well planned that I just, I just, I could, I could, I could see myself being there. It's so clean. I love, I love Miami. Um, the culture is so cool there too. York, what's up York? York is in the house. Good afternoon. Rock Mercury says good afternoon to you. Barefoot says, um, Four thousand passed out. Oh my god, you passed out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, New York is insane with the prices, but then you gotta think you don't have any car note. You know, oh, Mo's Mo's. Um, see you later, Mo. I'm, I may not be here when you get back, but it's okay. I'll see you the next time. Okay, Mo. We hope you have a great day. Um, yeah, bear, um, barefoot um, Earth Goddess. You know. New York, they like, it's insane. And that, that like, that $4,000 will go for a one bedroom. One bedroom. Washer and dryer, not in unit. Mm -mm. I have a washer and dryer right here. <laughs> and I have a dishwasher coming. I'm, I'm ordering one. I have a garage, my own garage, private garage. Like, I can't imagine paying all that. And this house is like, 
the rent over here would be, if it wasn't owned already, I think it'd be around like the same amount, the same amount, like four thousand, maybe forty five hundred or something, for a whole house with multiple rooms. There's like how many rooms? One, two, three, with a loft, so a big old loft. Three rooms. There's one bathroom though, which is weird. And this house is only one bathroom. Um, that's just how some of these houses were built back then. We can always build another one, but it's just I, I never needed one. I'm only one person, but I think it'd be good to have one, another bathroom here, just in case. Mm. York says, have you talked about Manhattan Beach in California, how that land was returned? Um, what do you mean, York? Please educate us. You're saying that the land in Manhattan Beach was returned? I don't know about this at all. I am ignorant to this. Google Manhattan Beach, please. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna so should I Google Manhattan Beach land returned? Hold on, I'm looking right now. Manhattan. Beach. That's, that's the, the name of my album is Manhattan. Manhattan by Rock Mercury. <laughs> Land returned. A stretch of prime Southern California beachfront real estate was returned to the descendants of its black owners Tuesday. What in the world? Nearly a century, a century after the parcel was taken by the city of Manhattan Beach. Ooh. Oh my goodness. This is four hours ago. Los Angeles country votes. This is amazing. Thank you for saying this. Thank you so much, York, for coming in. This is, I go there every day, so I had no idea about this. And I really, wait, wait, is this the, I need to see the exact spot they're talking about. I'm, I'm gonna let it, I'm gonna let it play. Your dedicated advisor. If a black commercial playing. Comprehensive wealth plan across your full financial picture. Okay, let's see what you're gonna say. Smart investing strategies designed to help you keep more of what you earn. This is the planning effect. Hold on, y'all. For decades, this beautiful California beach held shameful secrets of racism and wrongdoing, stretched out as a physical reminder of how Charles and Willa Bruce were harassed and robbed of their property nearly 100 years ago when the city of Manhattan Beach seized Bruce's beach. All we knew is that we were going to step up and speak out and make sure that people never forgot this wrong. A wrong the County of Los Angeles began working to fix last year, culminating with the Board of Supervisors unanimously voting this week. Motion carries five to zero. To return the land to the Bruce's great-great-grandchildren, marking the first time in the county's history black descendants have had their family's land returned. We are They better not sell it. Property to anyone today. 
we are returning properly. In 1912, the Bruces bought the land for more than $1,200. Eventually, they owned two parcels and started a business, offering a place for black people in Southern California to enjoy the scenic vistas with friends and family. The Bruces establishment from day one was very successful. They started with just a pop-up tent where people could change their clothes and they were selling refreshments. Then they later built a two-story building that included a cafe area to dance. By 1922, some white folks were up in arms that the black folks had become, had such a successful operation here. Then in 1924, the city of Manhattan Beach snatched the property under eminent domain to create a park. Eventually, the county took control of the estimated 7,000 square feet of land, I that which is every day. home to a park and lifeguard training facility. Oh. The county says it has a two-year agreement to lease the land from the Bruce family for $413,000 a year. Now surrounded by million-dollar homes, this is the property that is getting returned to the Bruce family. Oh, now estimated to be tens of millions of dollars as it truly is oceanfront property. Well, initially, of course, I work out this part all the time. Entire fortune. Uh, they originally asked for one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars for the two pieces of property, and they didn't get that. They only got fourteen thousand two hundred fifty dollars. The loss of the generational wealth that would have been accumulated over the course of ninety-eight years. Now, I feel some sense of peace. I feel joy. Kevon Ward started the push to return Bruce's Beach to its rightful owners in twenty twenty. No justice. No, no peace after the murder of George Floyd. I know it was the catalyst for me, for me to illuminate what had happened to the Bruces, and for me to move forward and take action to see how I can legally and legislatively get the land back for them. It's a template Ward and the family hope others will use to also get their land back. Well, the county is owning up to what happened to Bruce's Beach, both Ward and the family say that the city of Manhattan Beach has yet to acknowledge its role in the property's history something they say they're going to continue to fight for oh my god this is new news this is this this that thing i showed you was some four hours ago so this is like really new i'm going to manhattan beach right now I go there every day, but like I'm going, I'm going to this park today. I hope there's something going on there so I can take a video. This is a big park. This is the park that everybody goes to in this in that area. Like it's the most, it's the, it's the only, it's like the most important park there. Just like Central Park, how they took it from the black community, that they took it and and um, oh my God, that's so crazy! Just like Central Park, which is way bigger than this park, but like Central Park used to be a black community. And then they took it and they paid them dust and they made a park over it. Oh my God. This is the first time ever, nearly a century after the parcel was taken, is the first property ever given back. Oh, what's gonna happen? So they have so they have a two year lease to keep the park open. And then I wonder what they're gonna do afterwards. Are they gonna build houses on it? Or like, what are they gonna do? Like, there's a lifeguard tower there. And it's like a little workout area in front of it. Like, the, the audacity of Manhattan Beach to do this. That's so racist. And there's hardly any black owners. I don't even know any black owners in that area. That's, I mean, I want to buy there so badly. I have a house, I have a specific house I want to buy there. But I don't want to talk about it because I don't want anybody to try to get it. Because it's like, it hasn't been sold since I was born. It was over 31 years ago. 
the last time I transferred was 1990, um, transfer title. Um, so it's been in the family, and, and I've seen the people who live there. I, I walk by it all the time, and I'm like, um, they're older people, so I, I doubt, even even though I came to them with like double the price, I think they want to die there at that house, and so I have to really maneuver my way to get it. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be at least eight million dollars. I mean, just for the, the the listing price is like eight or nine million dollars, so I know it's gonna probably cost you more than that. Um, oh my goodness, this that lifted that like. York, I am so thankful you came in today and said that. I am so, so thankful. I would have never known this, um, at least until a while, until somebody, oh my God, I'm in shock right now. I want to cry because I'm just so thankful that this, this is historical. This is historical. This is a historical day. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my God, I, I go I go to this park all the time. I, I literally park by this park that, that that they're giving back. Like it's, I'm always there. I can't believe that this is the, that's the park that they stole. It's the only park there. That's so disturbing. Okay, okay. This racism is so crazy, y'all. Racism is so, so distorting and just, I'm just, I'm in shock right now. Like, sometimes I forget. Like, I try to forget, like, I don't try to forget, but I just try to, like, exist. The only time I've ever, I've lived in Houston, Texas, and the only time I've ever experienced, like, a real racist situation with the cops was in Manhattan Beach. That was the only time I ever had experience where they literally came at me, like, directly racist, like, racist. To me, my to me, my black friends that were going to Fourth of July, which is coming up in, on Monday. Fourth of July. It was on Fourth of July. They they racistly targeted us for no reason, and they it was just so obvious the way he was like, "What you doing over here, boy? What you doing, like boy? Like you know, it's very like like trying to like old days, like old slavery days. Like it was so terrible, um, and I remember just feeling so low after that happened. It, like I I forgot about the whole party we were at afterwards because I was just so in shock and tra traumatized by that person um york says i want my <laughs> i want my represent my reparations i want i want my, i want my reparations too you know there's not that many of us because they keep on trying to plan parenthood us and take us out as youth um the black community if you if you want to study that study who who started planned parenthood and they you'll see that they've, they've been actively trying to lower the quantity of black people there are in america i just with these trucks too, they're trying to kill us too. Look at these ice cream trucks coming. They don't come over here. They don't come to Manhattan Beach. I don't hear these trucks to Manhattan Beach at all. Let me see this person who owns this. He's a this dude. This dude's a very sickly looking. A sickly looking. Um, he looks like he's Taiwanese or something. I don't know. He looks older, sickly. He has an A rating on his truck, even though his truck looks like it's falling apart. And he's selling toxins and sugars and poisons to the kids. And he gets to just run around. This is his second time coming through on this one video. I haven't been on that long. So I get, I've been on for a long time, but like still, still. Um, York said, wow, it's on Manhattan Beach. What you're, what you're looking for? Yep. What, I'm look, what I want, the property I want is on the Strand. 
It's, it's like right on the strand. It's the most beautiful house there to me. Not the biggest, but the most unique and beautiful. And it's very nature. It's like the way the landscape is around it. The way that they kept the house is just so perfect. I wouldn't change a thing. I would not change one thing when I moved in. They kept it up personally. The, the people who own that house that I want, they have class. And they they, they understood the assignment. Out of all of the houses on there, I don't, this, this house is way bigger than this one on there, but if I, if I had to pick one they have, I don't care what the price is. I want that house. And I want to get it before somebody, before these people pass away because they're older. I want to get it. I would, I would buy it and let them live there. I would buy it and let, because I know they're not going to be like, who knows how long they're going to live. So I would let them be, live there. And then I would like, of course, own it. By the time they pass, it's mine. Um, but they still like, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even have to pay rent. I mean, I mean, I guess if you buy it from them, I would just put it in the contract that they get to stay in it until they, you know, pass. And then I would not change a thing in the house. I would just maintain it the way it is. It's, it's like the most perfect, beautiful house to me. Everything about it is just makes my heart sing when I drive, when I, I, when I walk by this house and I sit by it too, every, like I try to meditate there. Um, so good to see you, Heather. I said, it's so sad, never been a part of my life. Love for everyone. Yeah, I love everyone too. You know, like, and like I said, I, I lived in Houston, Texas, and I didn't deal with, I really didn't deal with that much racism. I mean, you would think I would in Texas, but Manhattan Beach of all places. Uh, I mean, my family has dealt with a lot of racism over the years. Like, there's been plenty of things that have happened. But in this, in my lifetime, it has, it's been different for me, thankfully. Maybe maybe because I don't like I I look too intimidating, so people don't try don't try it with me. And I'm so tall, I'm like a really tall person, so maybe they get nervous when they even think they're gonna they're gonna get me. Um, let's see. But Heather says truck pulling up. Uh, they always pulling up. I mean, literally, I literally married a white man, so like I can't be racist. I mean, not not that I, I could be racist because my kids he was married to me and he was my ex was racist to me, but he was married to a black man. So he should have, you know, I guess I could have been, but I'm not. I just don't have any racism in me. I really love, like, even when I think of my type of guy who I like, is I don't have a race in mind. I Like, I like any like anybody who I think is attractive and a good vibe for me, you know. Um, Holly Joe says, um, well, good morning. You you could do audiobooks because I listen to, I listen to and fell straight to sleep. Oh, my God, you listen. <laughs> I love, that's an honor. Thank you so much. That's really an honor. Um, York says, is it anything like Venice Beach? Venice Beach is a mess. I mean, Venice Beach has gotten better. Let me give Venice Beach their credit. Venice Beach has handled a lot of their issues when it came to the, um, the unsheltered population, I should say. You know what that means? Um, there's no tents out there anymore. So they've gotten better in some aspects, but it's not as classy as Manhattan Beach. I don't think there's any beach on earth that's as nice as Manhattan Beach. Like, for that particular stretch of land, it's not even that big, but the way that they set it up and the way that they, like, they have the private gardens in front and they have, like, the bike road separate and the walking area and they clean it every day and the houses are, like, to the T, like, they're all made so beautifully, but they're tight together, but, like, they don't feel crowded. They don't feel, like, overlapping on the, on the front end of it. Like, they really did it right for a beach that's going to have people there. Like, I love Palos Palos Verdes is beautiful, but it's so spread out that you don't really have a center area there. There's no area where people accumulate or whatever. Like, there's a mall, but nobody goes to that mall. And the shops there are, like, outdated. So, 
Manhattan Beach, of all the beaches I've been to in my life, is like the best beach. Not if I don't see from it. I'll drive like 10 minutes to get there. Um, Venice Beach still has a lot of um, a lot of artists out there, which is nice. I love I love the artists in Venice Beach. It's a great art community, but it's still very scamish feeling. It's very cluttered. It's kind of sketchy, but there's not as many unsheltered people there. Um, the last time I was there a few weeks ago, it was much more policed, thankfully. But that's a good thing. I'm in shock right now about that story about Manhattan Beach and like this about the land being given back to um, the descendants of, of black owners. A stretch of prime Southern California beachfront real estate was returned to the descendants of its black owners Tuesday, nearly a century after the parcel was taken by the city of Manhattan Beach. Like, wow. Are there hotels in Manhattan Beach, you're asking? Um, yes, but they're like boutique hotels. They're not like a... They're not, they're like... They're not like a big hotel, and they're booked out a lot of the year because they're so it's so small, so it's a small hotel. I think I know I'm I'm seeing one in my head. That's one that's like near the beach, but Manhattan Beach does go back further. Like if you like the actual the actual zoning of it, I'm sure there's more hotels in the zoning of Manhattan Beach. Um, on, let me look at let me look at the zoning on on my computer real quick because I'm just I want to make sure that some of the hotels I'm thinking of are like in the same spot still. Manhattan Beach zoning. see zoning zoning map there you go where did it go zoning map let me see it's, it's um it looks like it is let me see the streets that it goes because it, it, it feeds right into hermosa beach you can walk from Manhattan Beach is Hermosa Beach and really quickly. I do it every day. I walk from there to all the way to Redondo Beach. So I go to three beaches. This is a bad map. Just the quality of it. Okay, let's see. This one, this one. Okay, this one. That's 45th Street. And there's, I guess, Rosecrans. Going all the way down to 1st Street and then back to... Um, Marine Boulevard. Yeah, it's, it's really kind of small. There's only a few hotels. There's only a few. I only, only can remember one hotel I can think of right now, but I think there's probably two or three. But... The area that I farm as a real estate agent is more of Palos Verdes. Because there's more houses there I can sell. That's decent to live near all those beaches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, I wouldn't live in Hermosa Beach. Because although it's cute there, it's not as classy as Manhattan Beach. Even though Hermosa is like right down the street. It's just like... It's more young there, and I like and like, I like to like walk to Hermosa Beach for the day, but then I want to sleep in um, Manhattan because I'm gonna get like a quieter 
more like luxurious night. Um, this is a classy place. Like people aren't trying to be, make a ruckus for things over there. Like it's very, it's very put together, very rich. I can't believe they seized their property. It's also, but they, they, they do it a lot. Whenever a racist um, area wants to seize a property, they put a park on it, and they say that oh, it's for it's for public use. We're taking it from public use. Like it's they they, they hide the racism under public utility. The same way they did with Central Park. You guys can read that story too. How Central Park was taken away. That is so ironic, though, that both the Manhattans did the same thing to people, to the people. These wealthy black entrepreneurs trying to make a haven for the black community to survive within and to thrive within get taken over because they're a threat. I just can't believe they actually gave it back this time. Are things actually changing now or is this a, are you being set up? Mm-hmm. He said, or run a highway through it. That's what York said. Yep. But, oh, when does it run a highway? Not the highway curving through the other communities, the, the affluent communities, right through the black community on purpose. That's why there's so many anti-racism laws in real estate now that we're, like, have to force, they're forced upon us which is good, but like they don't, like it's because of all this happening. These laws wouldn't be here if people didn't have a desire to keep on racistly behaving. Mm-mm-mm. Well, but the only park in Manhattan Beach is a black owned park now. I'm gonna go out there right now and just like, I'm gonna do a whole video of it today. I'm just gonna go walk, walk around the park. Mm -mm -mm. How dare they? I'm mad now. Thankful it's fixed, but how dare they though? How dare they? Just take the property away and put a park there like, Mm, okay. I'm glad, I'm glad it's fixed, though. I'm glad it's fixed, but dang, like, this is, that is some scandalous situation. And when you see the area, when you, when you're in, when you're in, um, that area, you see, like, there's no diversity hardly. Like, I'm like, they all look at me because I'm, like, one of the only black people walking around there every day. So... I'm in shock right now. I never knew that. York, I really appreciate you, York. I'm very thankful for that info. Um, I'm finished eating now. I'm still in shock. I'm trying to like process it in my head. So this is a park I go to every single day.
Nika says I look sleepy. You look sleepy? Oh no. Mm -mm. I'm not sleepy. I'm literally in shock right now. I just can't believe that this park was given. I wonder if they'll ever give Central Park back to the black community. Who would they give it back to at this point? It was, it was a whole town. Central Park was a whole town of affluent black people in the middle class making their way in New York. And they took all their land and property away and made a park out of it. And paid them like nothing to leave. Forced them into the Bronx in Brooklyn. Mm -mm. That kind of racism goes under my skin because I'm a real estate agent. And so when I think about the legal part of that, it's like, how do they get away with that? But the racism is so deep. The racism is so deep in, the, in all these industries. So I'm going to stop. Thank you so much for joining in. This episode was about ganja and how to quit. I hope whoever's watching this, I wish you well on your journey. Um, I don't plan to make I don't plan to make another video about this because I've, I've passed this phase in my life of ganja. But if I have to make one, I will in the future. But um, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Um, love all my rockers and Mercuryans. I'm gonna go to the beach now. I'm gonna go to the Black Beach now. I'm going to the new Black Beach. I'm going to Manhattan's Black Beach. Black owned beach right now for the first time. I was there yesterday, so I guess I was there yesterday at the Black Beach. I didn't even know it then because it was done on Tuesday. Today's Wednesday, so yesterday it was finished. Wait, is today Wednesday? Today's Thursday, I think. Today's Thursday. So two days ago. But I was there yesterday. And, and, and Tuesday, too, I was there. Um, okay. Well, I'm going to the Black Beach again. <laughs> Black owned beach in Manhattan Beach. The only park there. The black owned park. Manhattan Beach. I, wow. Okay. Please nobody please nobody come over there try to get me. <laughs> Bye you guys. Uh, peace and love, Rockers and Mercuryans. Have a beautiful day. I wish you all well. Um and if you're trying to quit smoking, I wish you well. Ganja is not healthy. Bye, you guys. Thank you, York, so much. Blessing, peace and blessings to you. Enjoy your day as well. Bye, Nika.